Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, we're all waiting on FanFest. We're two weeks away from it as of the airing of this show. And as such, we've still got a few shows to fill in that time. This week, we're going to be looking at a raid retrospective, judging the Shadowbringers raids, how they varied from raids in the past, and uh, just having a grand old time. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy. Of course, joining me is Sly. How you doing, Sly? You doing all right? I'm doing all right. You doing all right. It's the weekend. It's the weekend, it's and it's weekend. the weekend after we got Monster Hunter Update 2.0, too, so you know it's going to be a busy weekend. I already got that 100% Affinity Ninja Sword. I'm working on that build with oh some massive and some that, that is stupid. That, that is, <laughs> the minute I saw that, that is stupid. That is re- fucking ridiculous. I love it. Holy shit. Can't wait with all these crit boost Holy gems. Shit. Yeah, buddy. All right. Mm, all right. Well, we can talk about Jesus. that. We can talk about that a little later. And uh, we're bringing on a, a, a new guest this week. Normally we do raid shows. We have kind of a kind of static people who come on very frequently. We're going to bring in someone who I've had the pleasure of raiding with a lot this expansion. You all know him for sure, probably more than you know us, and it would be Whoops. How you doing, Whoops? Hi. Welcome, Whoops. Hi. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Glad to be here with my expertise in years and years of Final Fantasy experience. He's, he's being sarcastic, but he does have. You do have a lot of experience, especially with this most you do recent have a lot of experience. Expansion. Yes. I'm yeah. a Shadowbringers baby. Yeah, Shadowbringers. I mean, that's really the kind of the core we're going to be looking at because you're starting to get a. Re- we'll talk about it a little bit during the show after, like the sponsor read. You're getting a a real retrospective uh, with yes, more emphasis I am on retro. currently learning via pain. Yeah, and that's definitely, we're going to have to talk about that because that'll definitely play into comparing some of the older raid tiers that uh, that are around there. Uh, before we get started, though, quick sponsor shout-out. No, nothing out of the usual today. Steel Series sponsor the show. Giveaways every month, 12% discount code. Don't even need the 12 in the discount code anymore. Just the Mr. Hat will do just fine. Support the sponsors, support the show. And speaking of sponsors, we have our Patreon subs who I painstakingly render six hours of State of the Realm every week now to make sure those names are at the top right. So if it breaks, they won't be there. Yeah. I just, uh, oh, listen, when the new PC gets here, it'll be here before FanFest. Hopefully I don't have that issue anymore and I can, I can move on and I don't need to do this part of the intro anymore. But thank you to them. Thank you to all those names that'll be scrolling in the top right and we'll do another shout out for you later in the show. All right. Rating. Kind of a depressing topic if you think about it right now. <laughs> Is it? Is it? It depends on what your goals are, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Sly, you've you've avoided the depression that is both knowing that Ultimate won't won't be here for a while, and also knowing what it's like right at because like there's all sorts of depression that comes around Ultimate that now doesn't get to be experienced. You know, like right after you beat it, you're just like, okay, I don't know what to do anymore. And then when it's not there, you also don't know what to do. So it's just like you just need it there all the time once you start doing it. So it's kind of depressing. To talk about a little bit. Man, y'all need help. <laughs> God. That is the perfect encapsulation. Y'all, God, uh, y'all sound like Tyrone Bingham. Y'all got any of that right? Got any of that ultimate? <laughs> y'all got the Knights of the Round yet? Yeah, I, I kind of struggle yeah. to understand why so many people are depressed, but that's probably just because I haven't done everything yet, or, or haven't done all the stuff existing right now a hundred times over. So, mm-hmm. being only the helps. most recent stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. That's your again. You both are probably far far better off than old, old people like me. 
Happy's like, I've been doing this way too long. <laughs> He's got Zion on flashbacks and everything. I mean, I know he had a fresh fight every month. <laughs> I, re- I remember spending two months on Twin Tanya. That was, that was all there Back was. In coils, we didn't have markers. <laughs> and, and, Back and, in May Day. Back in my day. Back in my day. Bahamut's palm. It actually had the ridge, and we used to abuse it for height mechanics. <laughs> I spilled some of my coffee when I did that. No, Back in my day, we had something called Pepsi Man. And he twerked all over you, and you died, and you fucking liked it. Oh, God. <laughs> Sly and I can talk a lot about old Pepsi Man. I know, whoops, you'll have to talk about new Pepsi Man uh, more than anything else. Yeah, how, how, and, and how we tried to make it old Pepsi Man and sort of succeeded, but. Well, you just, yeah. you just punished yourself for doing, for it not punishing you. Essentially. Right. Yeah. So, Handicapped ourselves. So we're kind of all over the place here at the start, and that's, that's kind of what I expected for, for us because Sly knows that I don't usually do show notes anymore, but let's, let's start. Now, let's start in the now, because obviously we're talking about the fact that we're basically now on uh, what is probably to be about a minimum six, seven month wait if we're going to be guessing when Endwalker is probably going to come out until we even have another Savage tier. So Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys. Sly, where's the prediction at? Because I know that's what you're thinking about right now. No, it's not. Like, the thing is, like, the whole six to seven month wait in comparison to, like, it, it, I feel like it's an unfair comparison. So I feel like we should kind of take the weight out of the equation, like the delay between raids. Take that out of the equation if you're going to compare it. If you're going to compare it to older raids. Well, for me, it's not even so much about comparing. It's about acknowledge when when we go on these long breaks. I think that's when we stop and really think about the experiences we had throughout the raid tiers the most. Because, like, when you first finish them, you have that recency bias. You've only had maybe a little bit of time. That's normally the opinions that we kind of work with when we do raid shows here. It's normally a week or two after they've come out. Now we are in that, like, weird downtime where we kind of really get to look back and say, okay, what what was good, what was bad, what do we hope they do, what do we hope they don't do going on into Endwalker? Because we're not going to have an ultimate to judge. We're just going to have the next Savage tier. So jumping from Savage tier to Savage tier is... Really, and trust me, when it comes to some patches, slide, we can use that as a comparison because 3.1 was a bad time, and that's that has. We can to all agree with it. We can all agree. We can all agree. All right. So, um, with that in mind, we want to be talking primarily about Shadowbringers raids and how they've turned out. Um, we can compare them to the old ones of Sly and I have experience going all the way back to Realm Reborn. Whoops, I know you're getting some experience. Where where exactly is your raid experience overall? Whoops, why don't you so, give everyone uh, an overview? Sure. So I started raiding uh, Eden's Gate. E1 was my, my first fight, my first actual Savage raid. Uh, I'd done extremes before and all that kind of jazz, but mostly I was just playing story until then. And then I got really, really into it, and I started streaming it, and uh, I eventually got an invite from Pharaoh to join our group, and that's where it really kicked off, and I started paying attention more to, like, what it means when something happens and, like, how it compares to old fights. And now I'm even going back and doing, like, uh, we're doing Gordius right now, and then we're going to do all that. We're going to go all the way through A12S and I level, and... I've done all the ultimates, so we've done a little bit of coils in prep for raids. So I, I've really spotty 
great experience, I guess, but more confidently just this year. But you have played through a lot of those patches and been kind of around also for... Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. I've done all the normal fights and stuff, but, like, Savage, like, haven't been there. Yeah. Well, you've been there a lot in in the last couple of years, and I think that's really going to be the most important thing because Shadowbringers raids, I think, have fallen under a great deal more scrutiny, if not because there's only one ultimate after Stormblood having two, but just because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadowbringers was a a bigger turning point in terms of separating skill floor and skill ceiling. So I feel like that makes people judge the way the raids actually turn out or how long they can enjoy them, competing on FF logs and any any of those things for there. So your experience starts with Eden's Gate. We should probably start by looking back at Eden's Gate because it was the first raid tier of Shadowbringers. You know, two, four weeks after it came out, we had the normals, we had the savages. And it was... A very important starting point for the tone that Shadowbringers is going to set with the raid scene because we had Eden Prime first. That shocked a lot of people. Voidwalker was yeah. a big change in design, and that was probably the biggest thing that I'll be talking about is the change in design from Stormblood raids. Uh, then we had the, you know what we knew was going to be a, a marathon of primals pretty much from that point on that touched back on a Realm Reborn mechanics in uh, modern and interesting ways. So... With you going into Eden's Gate for your first Savage, that had to have been a little bit uh, frightening, I imagine. Cause it it so was you, really overwhelming, yeah. Yeah, you said that you, Pharaoh invited you for the 5.2 group. How did you go about approaching Eden's Gate? Was it with friends? Was it Party Finder? What so was the idea? So, my first group was... Uh, oh, man. We, he had his own group that had been raiding since like the beginning of Stormblood, and they were real tight. But one of their tanks ended up having a kid right before the tier came out. And so they were looking for another player. And then my friend who was on the team was like, I know a guy who wants to start raiding. Uh, he's really cool. We can take him on. But he only plays Dragoon. They had a Dragoon player already who also only played Dragoon. So we did Eden's Gate with two Dragoons. That sounds like this show a lot of weeks, to be honest. <laughs> we yeah. have two Dragoons on this show more than we have any other job combination in good <laughs> and including this week as well and that was it from that point you didn't you didn't even know that was going to be the the starting point for everything uh yeah so it it definitely didn't help in learning about like buff alignment and stuff um we kind of just struggled through it took us a couple months to get everything finished um i actually didn't end up doing titan with them we didn't get our clear with that group until we had all pugged it on our own and then got back together and found out how to actually do it so, yeah, Lies it was out. it was interesting, and man, it was so hard because the way that a lot of people teach this game is by recalling to past mechanics. That was something I struggled with. So when we're on E two and they're like flamethrower positions, I'm like, what, bro? Like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I'm surprised uh, flamethrowers. That so that actually is a, that's actually going to be funny because I'm sure you're more aware now of people saying things like proteans. Yeah, for, for that. and I, I know yeah. I know what flamethrowers means now and stuff, but like yeah. it, just learning about the history of the game and also how to play my class correctly at the same time was really overwhelming. But I learned a lot really quick. So, Slyhouse, I'm assuming you're reading chat and that you're 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 trying to resolve an issue. Then I honestly I don't see the issue. I I it lines up for me, so I'm wondering how much how much of it it is that I don't know. 
Um, I have a few things I can help you with. Froze are wondering, chat's been, chat's been saying Sly's audio and his, his mic are a little bit off. On Discord, it seems mostly okay. If it's off, it's, it's off by so, so small amount. I can't even really notice. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah, seems good to me. Thread closed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We, we run the show, so that's it. You can, you guys can hear him anyway. That's all that matters. <laughs> just do, just do this if you don't want to see his, his mouth not line up with words. <laughs> just do that. He'll be fine. Uh, so I forgot what, so we, we got his, that's, he got started in, in Shadowbringers, but you, Sly, have, have been around since 2.4-ish, around the PS4 launch time, and you did your coils, you, well, I'll say, went into Alexander and suffered like many did <laughs> with some of the encounters. You're, you're muted, by the way. I know you muted while you're fixing the, the thing. Oh God! Whatever you did, you're super now choppy it's now. Broken. Yeah, whatever you did is like by an admin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, robot alert. Whatever you just did, undo it. <laughs> oh yeah, whoops! Your voice doesn't match your mouth either. By the way. Oh crap! My bad. Yeah, that's you should you should definitely take the time to adjust your settings. <laughs> uh, become as gods. Become as gods. Yeah, everything seems fine. You're, it all looks like it's matching. Yeah, now, you're, I don't now know you're if fine. It's just, Going through or not. Or you fixed it and you don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it looks fine to me. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. That's it. Thread closed, like you said. Thread closed. Yeah. So, so, so before you turn into a robot, yeah, you, you were, you went into Alexander Raids. Yeah. So you, you have a, a, a broader history is the big thing. I mean, not broad. I mean, like I said, I went into Alexander, didn't do Gordius, but I completed Alexander. I completed, um... What's the other one? Coil. Uh... The end of Omega was just because of time. Um... And my dedication to Pugs, which it's hardly there. It's, in, it's there in the beginning, but... As, as time goes by, other shit happens. I can't give that time to Pugs anymore. To be fair, most of us wish we didn't give as much time to Pugs as we do. So yeah, you pug you pug just to your sanity levels because for for like when you first got into it, you were like you went you went balls to the wall when you first like got into coils. I remember you went through one through five, six through nine, ten through thirteen. You went through those mm -hmm. at pretty rapid succession, I'd say. And you stayed on top of it pretty well until, like you said, the end of Omega. Even though Alexander yeah. was, uh, <laughs> you two Again, will for, both get to glorious. talk about Alex. Yeah. yeah, we'll get, we'll for definitely glorious. get to talk about Alexander in particular. We'll, we'll definitely get there. But how did? But overall, so, so but you largely had to go through pugging whatever you could actually get through in Shadowbringer. So that's right. that's quite a different right. perspective um, because pugging is really taken off with all the quality of life over the expansions. Crossworld Party Finder, markers being added, all sorts of different tools that are now available both in and out of game to help people get through that. So what was your what, what was your mm -hmm. raid experience overall like this expansion going into it with that pug life in mind? Pretty much the same, honestly. It's just uh Um like the first few days it's like people either trying to figure it out or 
Don't say Have it. you watched a mystery? Don't. Have you watched I'm a Mr. Happy, Happy video? Happy video. <laughs> I'm watching the Mr. Happy video right now. Are we doing the Mr. Happy strat? Are we doing the Happy strat? We're happy, did I tell you strat. that I went into a pug a couple weeks ago for oh, E9, God. and they said Happy Brambles, and I explained to them how it worked, and they're like, that's not how it works. And I was like, I made this strategy. <laughs> they're like, no way. And I was like, yes, look in the video that you're watching right now. <laughs> That was one of the funniest moments I've had playing this game so far. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> uh, Love it. How did they get it wrong? It's you stand in it's eight, so easy. You stand in eight spots and then you you know tank dealers one side, you guys other, you run through. And yeah, done. yeah. I don't know what they got wrong that you got right. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't even remember. It's probably for the best. Oh, Sly, why'd you have to bring it there? Now I've just got balance in my head. <laughs> yep. Yep. Watching a Mr. Happy God in the middle of uh in the middle of Gaius, sure. Yep. <laughs> Fun. Uh, what did you actually end up getting through with your pugs for the most part, Sly, this expansion, before we get into our perspective on the individual raid tiers? Mostly everything. Mostly like, like the first few weeks you kinda hit like like I said, I kinda hit it hard. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, it's like, the thing about raid and, and pugging it is that I want to give it a time so bad, but at the same time, Sly plays everything. So it's like, after a couple of weeks, it's like, okay, either we're going to get this done or I'm not going to get it done and I'll have to fucking wait. And most of the times I end up having to fucking wait. And I'm okay with that. So... Like I, I know, I know people learn differently, especially in pugs. We don't have the we don't have the advantage of you know having consistency every pull or every night. You don't. I don't know what I'm gonna get the next day or the next group or whatnot. So for me, for me, it's slightly fun but slightly chaotic, and I hate the chaos. Sly, let me tell you, I think Whoops and I can both agree that being with the same eight people doesn't always mean that you get consistency. <laughs> I would actually rather take that. I would take it. I would rather take that than having having to wait on on my Uber every every time. Yeah, that's what I call. It's DF. nice to have set times. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's there's a special magic in the Party Finder, because you mentioned how everyone learns differently in the Party Finder. Well, they uh, don't. So that's that's always uh, an experience. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Anyway. Okay, and then yeah. I just, I do everything. Although every expansion, every, every static I'm in disbands by the end of like .4, or like halfway into point four, and I always because have to, you've already done the content. Well, no, yeah, and then we end up not staying together until the start. Like so, and except two point X, actually, no, two point X. I joined one in two point four that held till three point zero, and then I was I left. I was moving during three point two, so I left mm -hmm. that. I had to do that right before three point four. Three point four static didn't last till four point zero, and then the four point four static didn't last till five point zero. So. I feel like after you've done the content and you've pretty much gotten it down, you you have every right. You have every right as a static to, you know, break up, do your own thing. Whereas, like, people still getting it. I mean, again, I don't know what the fuck I'm getting. I don't know what strat we're doing today. 
Like every day it's a different fucking strat. Every no, every fifteen minutes is a different fucking strat. That's the fucking problem. Like mm-hmm. we don't know what strat we're doing, and we have to take ten to 15, like ten minutes to figure out what we're doing. Wipe. Somebody get pissed off. Leave. Somebody comes back in. What strat are we doing? Oh, I don't like that. We're doing this strat. Are we really? That's yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that mostly because I wouldn't be able I to keep up hug. with all, I wouldn't be able to keep up with all the strats. I think I need a hug. <laughs> I would hug you right now, but uh, three thousand miles, and I haven't had my second vaccine shot. So yeah, yeah. I'm only on shot yeah. number one. Sorry, shot number two for me is uh, two hours before FanFest starts. Nice. That's not gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm going to chug a, a tub of Gatorade. That's the plan. And hope that the Good electrolytes idea. do their job. Yeah. So with that, I think we can look back at the first raid tier and see what what we started with. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. big thing for me is I use it as a comparison point with Stormblood. Because I'm not a huge fan of Stormblood Savage Raid design. Stormblood Savage Raid design is a lot, a lot of people were. Yeah, is a lot of first fifty percent of the fight is the whole fight, and the last fifty percent is that again. That was the majority of Stormblood's mm-hmm. raid design, and they got so far away from that right at the start of Endwalker. Eden Prime does it a little bit, like maybe the last like twenty percent, you'll start to see it like loop around a second time. But it's mm-hmm. so close to the end, and even then, they still kind of put the attacks in a different order, like with a couple different combinations. So it's not entirely yeah. that way. Um, and that mm-hmm. was, I, I don't know about you, I, I can't stand that whole 50% repeat 50%. Thing. I hope they never go back to that. How come? Just because it's boring or too well, easy? imagine you're on the final boss, right? And you, you yeah. get through that crazy hard mechanic, you're like, okay, we're halfway there. And then it's the same just thing. It's it's that mechanic excluded the same exact things until the end. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So for six minutes, it's just people wiping on stuff they've already had to get past for the first 50% of the fight. Mm. So, so, so yeah, it's like either rewarding either and or. humiliating when you wipe. Yes, both. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. The only fight yeah. that wasn't like that in Stormblood, or wasn't like that a lot, was actually 011 which was easily the highlight of Stormblood raiding, and is actually a lot closer to what we have in uh, in Endwalker. And Chaos was a little different, too. Chaos, Chaos was the first 50% and the last 50% would just be in a different order. Like, it would either... It would do, like, either mm-hmm. one set of mechanics first 50% or the other, and every pull it would be... Yeah, you know, so after a, full, after a few pulls, you pretty much had the fight. Yeah, but at it's, least it wasn't the same thing. It was just, like, whether or not... The order, what, or, and I think yeah. that's that's we're going to talk about that a little bit, even with extreme trial design in Shadow in Shadowbringers. But that was pro- that was one of the uh, highest rated fights in Stormblood for that reason, because it had that like random element of oh, is it going to be this combination first or this combination first? Then a couple of other little things that are all splashed in between. But a lot of people really liked it, and I hope that that continues on into Endwalker. Oh, I just I say we were in Endwalker now, Shadowbringers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that we call that wishful thinking, because man, do I wish we. Kramer said the wrong word. Get him. <laughs> that's the internet for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
But you guys, uh, it's, well, whoops, you didn't have that comparison point. So for you, this was this was all just yeah, it was, it was just first. it was just fresh. My first ever like difficult rating experience in any game. And going into E one, and for oh, slide. I think that's good for whoops. I think that's kind of good for you to not be jaded. Yeah, we <laughs> I've been yeah. told that many times. Yeah, you have that fresh outlook. It's like. It's like first time in raids, haven't you know gone through the Vietnam flashbacks that we have and shit. Like mm-hmm. you're not like not seeing but, bad but design, quote unquote. I had to sit in a VC but. with seven people who were like that mm-hmm. <laughs> and listen to them complain when I was just like, I think it's fun. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> not incorrect. Well, so but are you referring to, to ours, or are you referring to the group that you went into? My first group. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, both we, kind yeah, of, but both. mostly my first group, yeah. Yeah, because uh, going going into E1, <laughs> E1 uh, really, again, set the tone for the rest of the Shadowbringers. I say I got it right that time. Shadowbringers expansions, because it was, it was just the kind of all against all the formulas that we had prior to it, so it was actually a really good starting point for you. I agree. Meanwhile, Sly had to learn the hard way how pugs really, really like to operate when it comes to a fight like that. So Sly, going going back to the E1 design, going back to the <laughs> Sly, the drinks, you don't need, you don't, you don't need the booze, Sly. No, you don't, you don't need it. <laughs> you what you got? What you got today, Sly? Show us. No, it's just, it's just a beer. It's just a beer. Yeah, but it's no beers. Just for now. Beer. Come on. Yeah, it's just for now. It could be a float. Just do a beer float, not even a root beer float. Mm. I'll stick to my coffee at noon. So where where were you going into this like? Is you you weren't you weren't a fresh faced, you know, individual when it came to this one. You came in ornery old man knowing what you were getting into, kind of. So where was where was the expectation for you? And how did it actually end up turning out going to Eden's Gate? Like design wise, mechanics wise, what were we yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah, because you you can draw from that past experience to give kind of uh you know the first impression of it as opposed to being so fresh faced and innocent. Design wise, design wise, I didn't really have any issues with it. Like it, it in comparison to if we're gonna compare it to like other first um of the tiers. I mean, it wasn't bad to me. It, it wasn't bad, you know. It, it's just the experience that kind of ruins it. But <laughs> the pug experience, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but design-wise, I didn't. I don't think I really had any problems with E1. Um, as far as like a fight and design, like uh, it. When you do the normal, you kind of like you. You kind of gather. A little bit of knowledge of what you may or may not see. And, um, like when I did normal, I thought it was a fun fight. When I, when I did savage, it was, it was fun to, to kind of prog. Even as a pug, it was fun to prog. So I didn't have any problems with it. Not too much. Bring up an interesting point. I'm talking about how they, they use a lot of information from normal because that continued to be a trend for the rest of Shadowbringers. Um, more so than I felt in the past. It always was the case. There's always like normal was built on and savage. We've always seen that, but yeah, I think it's kind of safe to say that like everybody, probably y'all included, would do normal and take you know little mental notes of oh 
this might be this and yep. savage. Like, I think it was really easy to draw on that. Was that not always a thing in other expansions? I, I think it translated a lot more directly in Shadowbringers. Like, so, so mm-hmm. in, in previous ones, it would be the case most of the time, maybe take out an AOE marker here or there. Sometimes the attacks just have completely different effects in normal versus right. savage. It felt a lot more here that if you saw the name of a mechanic in normal, you pretty much instantly could identify that it would be in savage and how it would be used. That's because they used a lot of they used, you know, what, what again, the old school people would call it being chariot and dynamo. You know, the point yeah. back AOE, the donut AOE. You'd see the spread and stack mechanic. You'd see the, the, the eight people going in different directions aiming AOEs different. You can see those in normal and know exactly kind of how they're going to be applied in yeah. Savage. It was more true in Shadowbringers than in previous expansions, I felt. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's I, it's kind of cool to because when I started, like I didn't have like that toolbox of like movements in my head already, you know. Like there's there's a lot of repeated like things that you have to do in raids, and doing those for the first time, uh, just like I don't know what a stack is. Do we have to stand on top of each other? Oh, like that was that was all brand new to me. So it was pretty cool seeing how all of them were used in pretty much the entire first tier. I'd say. Yeah, and I think no fight exemplifies that more than the second one with that avoid walker. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, be it just, had everything. In it. Yeah, the cycles or, or any sort of the attacks. And it was it was pretty much quintessential. I guess raid one hundred and one for anyone who had just started in Shadowbringers because it had clock positions, it had spread tech. It even had um, mechanic that I thought was criminally underused. We had it in Heavensward actually, a stack marker where the center person is a glare marker. Also, you can't look at the person yeah. in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in Diablo's yeah. Hollow. Back in Heavensward, and we didn't see much of it. We saw it very, very seldom used after that point. And that's, uh, I think that's probably a, a highlight for me, personally, going back to the first Rager, is that second fight. Because it really did, it, where if, if the first fight set the pace, the second fight told us what the rest of the, the expansion design would be. And that's, for yeah. better or worse, I guess you could say. I don't know if how you guys feel about the number of repeated mechanics is it does feel higher in Shadowbringers than normal, but I don't know if that's old brain me, again, pulling from uh, that toolbox and seeing it all again and again, or if it really is an over-recurring theme that would continue on. There was a lot of repeated stuff, but some fights had exceptions, I'd say. Uh, E11 and E2 were just the same three mechanics over and over again, to be honest. Yeah. Those fights probably the most directly compare their normals to their savages, just because yeah, where else I, were they I feel really like, going to go? I feel like the direction they were going with Shadowbringers, and I could be wrong because it is my first year, but like it was introducing Mechanic A and Mechanic B, and then you do both of them, and it's like, okay, now do them at the same time. Yeah. And it but, was it was a lot of that on repeat for most of the fights. Yeah, and that actually is... It, it, I think that is a direction they're going to more. Um, something with... So, so a realm reborn going all the way back. Its main theme was every phase. It was HP percentage pushes. That was that was a realm mm-hmm. reborn's big thing. Is when an HP percentage gets hit or it takes yeah. too long, the boss just becomes almost that. completely different for the next phase. An entirely new set of things you haven't seen before. Which, yeah. uh, without a normal mode, it's kind of hard to draw the comparison. Maybe if it had had a normal and it was similar, it wouldn't have felt so weird and off putting. It's very disconnected, design wise. Heavensward started to dive into more building on things. You see it a lot with A3, which we'll talk about later, where you kind of actually spend the first 
50% learning how each of the phases work, the hands, the body, and the tornado, and then you see all of them at once with a couple of extra things in there. Becomes yeah. the kind of the remainder of the fight. Uh, going into Stormblood, that's, they hit that whole 50% repeat. That was their big thing. But Shadowbringers is very much teach, teach, execute. I think, I think that is a thing that they're going to, and I don't, I, I guess, Sly, how do you, how do you, cause you, again, you were around for the older raids, so you've seen it all too. Um, does, do you, do you prefer that? Cause as someone, as an, as an old guard myself, I kind of thought it was a little, too consistent of a theme to follow? How so? It's it's like every single fight is beginning of the fight, they tell you the tank buster name, they tell you the AoE name, they show you one version mm-hmm. of a mechanic, and then it's just mm-hmm. a mishmash from that point on. They don't do it in every fight, but it's it was, again, it's kind of like over-recurring, even more so than in previous expansions. Maybe it's just because it doesn't resonate with me as much as maybe some of the twists and turns from the previous ones? Okay, to me that's... Okay. They they tell you, like... I'm actually a fan of that. I'm actually a fan of, okay, you get this, and you get this. Everything else you're going to have to learn as you go along. We're going to give you at least one thing you, you're going to, you're going to kind of look forward to. You're going to have to look out for after that. You know, it's going to be a mishmash, like you said, a mishmash of this, this, and this. And you'll kind of have to learn that as you go along. But I'm a fan of like, you know, slight teaching. I'll call it like yeah. slight. Here you go. You know, get used to it. Heaven's word so far is <laughs> like, Here's the mechanic. Fuck you. Die. Oh, you haven't even gotten the minus yet. Oh, yeah. you, you thought it was. You thought it was like yeah. a Gordius, huh? But uh, yeah. Shadowbringers raids. I feel like you can take a fresh group of eight people in, and then like something happens, mm-hmm. and it almost kills you. And you go, "Oh, okay. This is how we have to do this from now on." Yeah. Shadowbringers is punishes, a lot more. It punishes yeah. you to the point where you can't clear with like Volan stacks or damage gens. Yeah, Shadowbringers and even Stormblood to some degree is a lot more of tank survived, stay alive, so we can see more mechanics. That didn't um, happen all the time back in the old Did rates. other expansions have as much uh, arena changes or like arena manipulation as Shadowbringers? No, that's some. So no, the very first coil fight is a very environmentally driven encounter, and then five was mm-hmm. until they fixed it. They really, they shied away from any sort of environmentally driven stuff because there were so many exploits and so many issues with it that other than mm-hmm. killing the rails on the side of an arena, they, they really tried to get away from it until a lot more recently. Cause I feel like, for example, like, uh, Garuda Ifrit fight, like splitting the arena or like Titan, like with the upper levels and lower levels, Leviathan, like removing the inside or outside. Like that stuff was really cool. I thought that was a normal thing. Until I'd gone back and been like, oh, there's not as much as this. No, no, there's definitely not. At worst, they normally, like, the puddles, like a puddle sitting on the arena and just being, like, a yeah. not safe place that's, or under the boss not being safe or something. That's kind of the extent of it for the most part. <clears throat> and that's something, I, actually, yeah, that is a, a, a good point with Shadowbringers. Um, I bring it up even with Diamond Weapon more recently. It's oh, a yeah, very, that's great. Yeah, it's a very minuscule thing just to ask you to step on a platform and go to the other side. It's, it's not a super interactive thing. But it's engaging to the senses, I feel, yeah. at the very least. 
So going into uh, it's, it's it's funny because a fight that's not really environmentally it's not a, the same kind of environmentally involved as you're describing is actually where we was living off with E two the fist the 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 environmental awareness of the fist and the uh, yep. and the little ads that float okay. around in the directions the AOEs mm-hmm. are aimed and stuff like even though that's not traditional that's not really environmental so much it's not directly a piece of the boss and so it, it kind of asks that extra attention of you yeah. Especially when everyone gets hit by the ads and now everyone has 50% damage down. Yes, or when one of the tanks doesn't take the flare out and then everyone blows up. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, anyway, moving on before we have to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Going into that third fight, Leviathan... So it's funny that you you talk about how Leviathan's environmental aspects would be cool because this was... Leviathan exemplifies something I think Shadowbringers got very wrong throughout a lot of the expansion. And there's way too many boss sits on the north side of the arena, and it's just a giant hitbox fight. I wanted to talk about this so bad. I'm yeah. glad we're here. Yeah. A lot of people have an opinion about that, but go ahead. Yeah. So, every... Like, I, I really mean this. Like, every person I talk to hates those fights. But I'm like, I don't know. They're, they're kind of cool. I like them. <laughs> like, what's wrong? <laughs> I, it's, I don't know if people think they're boring or what, or if I'm just new and like I haven't seen it enough times, but I thought they're pretty cool. I don't know. I think it's a break. Like a fight like that is, is definitely like you have, you have two, two challenging fights and then you, you kind of get a break with this one. You kind of get a break. You kind of get a, a striking dummy, so to speak. You get, you get a striking dummy with mechanics. That's not necessarily a bad thing in terms of the, the the level or amount of challenge it may be, but you know, it's a break. Why not? I think that's fine once in a while. I think I think if Leviathan had been one of the few examples of it in Shadowbringers, it wouldn't have felt so egregious. But if the problem is for us old guard, we have a, we have a reference point of when it's done much better. And if you haven't done it, Neo X Death is probably the best exemplified boss sits on one side of the arena encounter. Because the whole arena is still used. I think the, the, the most boring thing is the boss sitting in one spot. There's very little to worry about in regards to tanks positioning the boss to positionals. There's like entire game mechanics that are essentially left out of the equation in favor of the arena being a giant dance floor. More so than anything else. I think that once in a while it's okay, but that they they every fight where they did decide to do that, or almost every fight, it was it was a, it was a stagnant. They did very little with it. They didn't do much creative with it. So that's really yeah. where it stood for me. Like Titan, I think the last phase of Titan, I think is actually a great example of it done well, which we'll get to talking about in a little bit. Lots of movement. Yeah, where it's both. Thing. It's, it, it, it really plays on both of them. And I think that and Neo X Death are probably the two best examples of that kind of design. Although Neo X Death has the issue of never auto attacking, which was a really weird choice. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that was, that's really weird that they just made him not auto attack at all. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, it's interesting to hear that you're, you're okay with it. Is, is it okay with it or is it just like, you know, is is it just Leviathan in particular that you were uh, okay with? Is, yeah. I liked I liked Idol as well, and that's I know that's a super hot take. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> maybe it's because I'm newer and I was still learning, and like I hadn't gotten to the point where I can just completely turn my brain off and play the game. But 
I liked the I liked looking around, especially on Idle and like checking to see where things were. At least during Prague, Reclers is boring because you, you you know you can just stand in the same spot eighty percent of the time. That was a design. That was just a design flaw. That had nothing to do with the boss being stuck north. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I'd forgotten about that. It's been a while since I've had to talk about Idle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leviathan also ran into an issue of being a little underscaled. This was this was something they 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 didn't struggle with. I don't think in the second or third tier, but um, the he was it was really easy DPS check wise on Leviathan even in week one. Like uh, eventually became skipping black smokers became kind of the standard thing. I think black smokers yeah. is the best mechanic in that whole fight too, which is really unfortunate. I don't think Tsunami's yeah. all that interesting. I agree with that. The uptime strats for Tsunami were interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit definitely. Was scary. <laughs> and uh I I that was when I like this illegal talk. I first got into like parsing and like actually like improving like how I I could exactly do my stuff, but like that's that's when I first learned of like mechanics that RNG wise like 50% of the time it's just like fuck you, like no matter what. Just you're out of the fight for 5 seconds. I don't I don't like that. Not because of parsing, but because it's just not fun to, you know, not hit the boss. Also because of parsing. Also because of parsing, yeah. yeah. I've heard comms before when people yeah. get targeted for things. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's even worse in pugs when you know you're doing the best and you look like yeah. you, know, you look over at ACT and you're like, okay, just don't target me. And you're like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Fucking time! It's like that with Titan Jails in Unreal. It's like that in Ultimate, also. You know, I don't, well, I guess in Ultimate, no, it's always the healer who gets targeted. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, in Titan Unreal, it's very much a. Can you take the other healer? Can you take the other DPS? Yes. Cool. Please, please. Illegal talk. Here we here we say illegal. With the emphasis on the e for act. E- illegal. Legal. Yeah, because we got to put we got got to put all that emphasis. On on the word, yes. Sly, don't look at me like that. Why are you like this? Why are you like this, Sly? You don't know the half of it. You you <laughs> you you only have to be around me just enough amount of time to get like a little bit. There are people. I I live with my girlfriend. All right. It's mm-hmm. it's it's much worse for her. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't help myself, Sly. What, do you complain about your parses to her or something? I know. I, he means the... the <laughs> <laughs> no, he means dad joke. Saying dumb things. <laughs> yeah, I go to bed, I go to bed at night and, and I'm just like... She's like, why are you so upset? And I'm like, I almost I had that orange, I had that that orange parse and then I got jailed and tightened. I'm so fucking mad. I mean, to be honest, I kind of get like, yo, can we, can we just sack this run real quick? Can somebody die? Can we just wipe? Can we, can we just fuck up a mechanic just so we can, you know, redo this pull? Cause in there. No, no, the best is when a warrior goes, just nobody use your, nobody attack. My, my inner release is coming up. Just nobody attack. <laughs> just nobody attack. <laughs> Fucking warriors. <laughs> Every time. It's like my attacks are coming up too. I don't care. I don't care. That's fine. I need this. I need this right now. Alright, so Leviathan gets a pass from two of us. I think it's just the worst example of that kind of fight. But fortunately, the next fight is, I think, honestly, still looking back, a highlight across the whole expansion in that of Titan. 
which uh, brownies. Yeah, is that what you? Is that what the arena looks like to you? It's just a bunch of brownies. Just a bunch of brownies. Sly, I'm supposed to it be was. the one who makes food references here. I didn't. I, I actually saw an edited picture. It was just a tray of brownies with Titan standing on top. I've never perfect. seen that. I've never seen that. What? Okay. Hold on, I'll find it for you. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is important. The show can't go on until you see. Titan I mean, brownies. I can talk and look at the same time. I can. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's because I end up clicking on something and then and then everything screws up with OBS. So I just. Hands here at my side on my face, nowhere near searching anything. Um, this, this was for me one of the biggest highlights. And I, I think even now it stands up. What are you, what are you laughing about? I sent it in the chat. Oh, it's in the chat. Okay. I have to look it on my phone because otherwise it's going to mess up all the videos and stuff. Okay. And people are tweeting me pictures of sexy fish now on Twitter because of the fucking Pokemon nice. snap thing. Yeah. That's what that's what nice. I get for tweeting that. I knew I would regret that decision. Uh, so while I'm searching at this, okay, yeah. So Titan exemplifies, I think, some of the best design choices in uh, Shadowbringers across the boss sits on the north, arena manipulation, character movement. Even if it's kind of static in a sense that the rules are very defined, like they give you platforms and like this is exactly where the AOE will take place. There's almost this. This heartbeat that starts every time a mechanic with a marker goes out in that fight, because you hear that loud boom every single time one of the markers goes off, mm-hmm. and it's very satisfying. So, Especially if your camera's right over one of the explosions. Oh, yeah. God damn it, the fucking brownies. Now I want brownies. Those are really good brownies. <laughs> Those are really good-looking brownies. <laughs> yeah. You kind of send me a picture of less appetizing brownies, so that way I'm not thinking about the brownies. It's like just... I can't. Let's just. Oh, did it disappear? No, it didn't. What the fuck? Just. I can't hold it up. Oh, it's because I have two different cameras. That's why. There you go. Brownies. Uh, nice. All right. So. Where did? So that must have been an experience. That was your first final boss of a raid tier. That had to have been an experience. Whoops. What's that? Say that was again? your first. That was your first final boss of a raid tier that you had oh, to man. contend with. Yeah, and let me tell you, it was a really good one. I will, I will hold that fight close to my heart for as long as I play. It was, it was awesome to have my group struggle with it so much to the point where I was like, you know what, guys, I'm gonna go into Party Finder and I'm gonna figure out the best strats and I'm gonna learn how to play, blah blah, blah and then I'm gonna bring it back. And then I did that, and it was awesome. It was a great feeling. So, th- man, that fight's really fun too. Yeah, it is. That's why I dread this, but again, very different experience from the rest. You of didn't like it, huh? <laughs> no, Sly, I feel like is objective enough to like it without hating I, the. You know, I actually liked it. I actually liked Titan. Like once we kind of got it down uh, again, like not a bad. Once you really get it down, not a bad pug, pug experience. I was gonna say the honestly. same thing. Yeah. It's weird because it's on the surface it looks like a nightmare. Like even when you're like learning it, you're thinking about like everyone screwing up markers or the blue marker mm-hmm. hitting other people or people messing up elevations mm-hmm. or any of those things. And yet when it when you comes down to it, it's really just the, the last phase, which isn't that difficult, is really where it, it's either the very first phase or the very last phase where it all just kind of falls apart, if anywhere. Yep. It's weird. I wonder what about that fight makes it. More puggable. Is it just because of how defined all the markers are and like there's no guessing about like distances and things? 
Again, brownies. Brownies, baby. It all comes back to brownies. As opposed to using, I mean, like other, in terms of like environmentals, sorry, uh, in terms of environmentals, um, when you kind of compare like other arenas, like, oh, you can use, if you look at these patterns on the arena, you can use this circle to, to find out where you need to stand. Whereas brownies, you have your own goddamn square, like it, it's pretty much set in stone where you're going to be. Like it, it's, I'm going to say it's hard to fuck up, but like at the same time when you're learning it, it's like, oh, okay. Actually, this is so fucking simple. Yeah. Not bad. Brownies. Yeah, so that's that's been a big thing. That was that was something we noticed a lot in Shadowbringers. Even fights that didn't have necessarily the player interacting with the environment, like you say with the brownies, mm-hmm. they really tried to make all of the arenas useful in Shadowbringers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like design wise, they 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 started designing the arena out, uh, like with you kind of using it and using patterns in mind to find out, oh, you can stand here. You can stand in this little circle right here, or you could stand on on this little triangle right here and be safe. So, yeah, I, I like them. I like the um, uh, design team using patterns on arenas instead of just having, like, you have a rectangle that's pretty much plain. Good luck. Have fun. Do you think there's something special about how players figure out those spots? So I, I've I've been doing a lot of unsynced Thornton just to try and get the card. Mm-hmm. Trying to collect some cards ahead of the achievement coming. And, um, you know, I, re- I remember the big thing with Thornton is instead of trying to figure out where to stand for the dive bombs, there's markers on the ground. Like there's there's like little, little mm-hmm. patterns that people just use to memorize. Do you think... Was, is there any novelty in that for you? That's a loss here. For me, not. But I always find I always find it interesting. You know, people say stand on the nipple or stand on this looking spot or something. Nipple strats. Nipple strats are big, man. Nipple strats. We love nipple strats. Yeah. That's gonna any be novelty loss right after that. Yeah. Any novelty loss? Do you feel like in the arena design is a little too a little too boring, a little too symmetrical? For some people, that's a big deal. It's become a bigger deal now. Because we kind of we kind of look forward to it whenever whenever we we step into a raid for the first time and we look at the arena, it's like okay, let's see how this arena looks. Um, hmm, there seems to be some symmetry going on here. We can maybe make use of this. So I, I feel like it's come to be expected more. So yeah. What about you? So for for you, I mean, you're kind of getting to experience it now. Where people are probably using arena patterns. You'll use it, actually, you'll use it a lot more a little bit later in Alexander, yeah. I think about mm-hmm. it. So, for you, this was this is kind of the standard now. It's the expectation is that mm-hmm. the arena is going to have patterns and markings that separate even yeah. boss and AOEs. On, honestly, I, I never really paid too much attention to that until probably I joined our group in 5-2. Um, they've done a really good job at just straight up putting on the floor where things are going to happen for like the entire fight and I think that's while it's a little hand holdy, uh I think it's kinda necessary at some points because it's not like it's doing the mechanic for you. You still need to like know how to do things, but those markers on the floor are super helpful. Yeah, we'll probably get to talk about that a little bit with the most recent raid tier a little bit later on because it's huge. Yeah, and let me just say the arenas in Alexander so far, even in the first four fights, are huge. Yeah. Way bigger. Yeah. (laughs) 
And they also mm-hmm. don't have kill walls, which was surprising to learn. Well, three kind of has one. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. A small dot. Sort of. Paralysis. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, they nerfed that too, didn't they? Yeah, it doesn't insta-kill you. Uh, actually, I don't remember if it, if it always did. It might have. It might have. You might have. It might have been survivable in the past if I could unporky peg that what? sentence. What a three? Yeah, a three. I don't remember. I'd have to look back, and I don't have. It was. Life it was either. faster to just let the boss kill you than run out. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like having it, just it done it. Did a lot week. of damage, but I don't remember it outright killing you. I may be wrong. Yeah, because I know you could mm-hmm. technically survive things like the puddle dot. In OG mm-hmm. A3, because like sometimes people would go to do the magnets and they they wouldn't do it correct and they'd go into the puddle for a second and they'd still live. Of course, the mm-hmm. AOE that came right after was normally not as kind to them, but you know that was, was still definitely. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, so that I, I'd say that Titan pretty much caps off kind of an ideal first tier. Um, a lot of again environmental stuff. A decent showing of of a true north boss on top of a boss that moves that final phase in particular is just it's a wonderful wonderful dance of not too difficult mechanics. It's got that like ultimate pressure of this is that this is it, but also like here's a few things that'll really fucking ruin your day. And I'm all about that. Well, we move into the second tier, and the second tier had an ultimate before it, and this is always rough because once you've done an ultimate. Going into another Savage tier, there's kind of a level of disappointment that takes place. <laughs> Again, this is only among like the people who are way too into this kind of thing. This is for the average person, this really doesn't matter. But man, going from Epic of Alexander into second Savage tier, the beginning of the tier in particular, is normally Little Resident Sleeper. A little bit. A little bit. Um, T experience-wise... I beat it about a month after it came out. Whoops, when did you do T? I was literally just thinking of that. I think I did it two or three months after it came out. Let me double check Okay. when my first clear was, and I'll get back to you on that. I'm looking right now. Yeah, I, I progged it hardcore for two weeks, and the group fell apart pretty much. Like We lost like one person at the end of the first week, then another person the next day, then another person at the end of the week, and I finally said, I'll, I'll be next. <laughs> <laughs> My first T clear was January eighteenth. Yeah, so that's um, yeah, that's not. I don't even know if that's two months. Yeah, I think that's two months. That sounds. Was right. that before it... Verse came out? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think Alexander came out. It was either early December or sometime in November. Definitely before Verse came out, though. Yeah, I was doing T and Yukob at the same time at that point. <sighs> God help your soul. It was rough. <laughs> and I'll, I, I will, I swore on my life, I'll never prog two ultimates at the same time ever again. Well, the good news is ever. you probably never have two ultimates to prog. Yeah. At the same time ever. <laughs> oh. that, that was right around then at the, at the end of 5.1 is when I seriously got into rating and that's when I like actually wanted to learn like the top, the top stuff and like really understand it. So that's that's when I was like, yeah, I'll I'll do two ultimates. This should be no problem. And then I was like, but go back, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine having to prog Nisi and Twisters in two different groups. Well, I don't know if it was two different groups. I'd assume it was. Uh, not one it group was and two different. a mix of some people, but mm. not everyone was the same. Yeah. yeah, T-World first was November 16th, so two months after that. So yeah, it's definitely before verse. Okay. Yeah. 
So, oh man, Sly, I don't even think you bothered. There's too much. There's too much. No way you were pugging. I mean, dude, if it came down to I had to pug it, I would literally not. Did people pug T? Yeah, people still pug it now. People tried. People tried. People fucking tried. People succeeded. I could not imagine having to pug that. That's See, that's a thing where you need like static positions. So like, here's the thing: you'd think that, but man, you gotta see what those fucking T strats look like now. They are really? so optimized. I I love looking at what people do now in T. It's so much smarter and easier to understand in terms of positioning, like just keeping Cruise Chaser and it's, Brute on each other the whole time. And it's been just, a long time since I've been in there. Yeah, like, so, so you know how with Brute, you have to aim, like, a lot of groups would separate the two? Like, that was pretty common. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what we did. Yeah, literally now it's just like you face Cruz to the left, you face Brute brute to the right, and they just stand together the whole time, so everyone can easily, like, do water and lightning and group for the fucking everything. It's it's so, it's so beautiful. It's, it's, it's things like that where I'm just, I just think, like, why did nobody think of this? <laughs> like for the first three months, this thing was out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's I. It's honestly watch someone if you can find someone on Twitch who's like pugging it, and you can and you see it's watch it for five minutes. I I watched I watched some uh, speed runs, not pugs, but speed runs, and some things they do in there are crazy. Like they have one person take all the jag dolls at the beginning, and then. Right before the Jagdolls get to the person and do an AoE, they get rescued to the party on the opposite side of the arena. So they dodge the AoEs, and then all the Jagdolls come in at the same time and get fed. So cool. That's pretty fun. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that in a pug. That, it's, like, <laughs> it's like a split-second rescue. Oh, there's like so many cool things you can do. That's why I love like watching other groups do things. Yeah, there's a lot of great... T, T has a lot of variability when it comes to stuff you'll see between different skilled groups. One of the healthier mm-hmm. things about it, because I don't tease my least favorite of the three, personally, but it has a lot of healthy design choices that lead to things like that, um, that I think is uh, quite good from a viewing from a viewing experience and from a, a relearning experience. But yep. T was a bit of a mess when it when it came out in, in a degree. I mean, it, it was it was actually kind of a changing point for the way that we as a community approach. Even just now, regular raid tiers, because it was the it was the fall of it was the fall of not not the fall of leaks. It was the fall of data mining being kind of like a publicly acceptable thing. Uh, for those who don't remember, the first group that cleared it cleared in about three days, and it took six or so days before I think Stall's group managed to get it second. The one of our first ever like top placing like live streamed kills. World second. Is it really that quick? I thought yeah. it was a couple weeks. Three days. Three I don't days remember for it. the first kill. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, and all throughout that time, there were tons of data mine stuff on Twitter. There was tons of stuff in, in discords. And people started sending death threats to the people who had cleared it first. There was like a bunch of accusations of like what? private servers where they practiced mechanics and things like all sorts of really weird stuff. So much so that Scranix stepped in and made it like a huge issue if you were actually supporting data mine related stuff they banned the guy who was tweeting data mine stuff and that was uh that was that was pretty crazy i just remembered being disappointed because i accidentally saw the last boss and t yeah from a data mine i was like no we saw from the same location Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. It was also Paisley Park was another yep, thing remember that, that came out of that. Yeah. It was it was a big it was as much as we kind of look past T for the fight itself, it's really kind of a huge turning point in the way that they approached raid tools and what was acceptable in the community and stuff, because they they pulled no punches on trying to make sure that the message was fucking clear. They're like they, they snapped their fingers and made everything standardized and said if you can't do this, you're not playing. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean shit, there was there was a a third-party mod that showed invisible AOEs that came out. Yep, I remember that too. Yeah. From the, it was a, from I the never server. saw this. Yeah, there was a there was a Chinese player who showed a screenshot of his gameplay, and it was showing mm-hmm. like protein waves on the ground before they hit. I remember that. Yep, it's, it's and insane. The and dev- at the same yeah. time, wow. there was also there was also some controversy around somebody who made a Unity game that was wormhole practice. Yep. It had the same exact controls and camera angles of Final Fantasy fourteen, and you could practice mm-hmm. wearing hole with other people. Yep. And whether or not that was acceptable, because that's a mechanic that's however so many minutes into the fight, and it took out the raid stamina kind of mechanic towards progging. That was pretty cool to see, but also wild. Yeah. Illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that was it's it's pretty crazy thinking back. Like a lot of that stuff kind of got forgotten, or people who weren't in the scene or, or just didn't concern themselves with any sort of like outside influence of their own experience mm-hmm. wouldn't have seen all that. And it was it's caused it's it's why we have the marker system we have now, where you can't place them in the middle of battle. But they gave us a few extras. They gave us presets. Um, it's not enough, by the way. Not enough. I completely agree. <laughs> Don't worry, still better than duty recording. Anyway. Uh, I'll never, I'll never let it go. Never let it go. Um, they, they took action against a lot of those programs so that you don't see them. If they do exist or they are around, you really don't see them as much nowadays because people will try to keep them on the down low. Uh, and data mining, they, they, if I recall correctly, they made Reddit delete their data mining, uh, section on their Discord and a bunch of other stuff came from that. So that fight, that fight was super controversial for everything that didn't have to do with the fucking fight. <laughs> Just yeah. things people did to try and make the fight progable for themselves. I don't, uh, I never actually followed up on this, but I was wondering if the Enigma Codex buff, like, ever actually got data mined and used. What do you mean? So you, you remember how people were getting to the calibrations, right? At, yeah, perfect? yeah. And you wouldn't be able to see all that stuff unless you had the Enigma Codex. Did people data mine that? Oh, people knew there was a codex. Yeah, every, every, every almost anyone who was following any of the data mines knew there was a codex that there was a buff that was so, unexplained. Here's a question for you: Do you think that was unfair to know that there was a buff? I think that's specifically why they try to they try to like quell more public use of data mining because I, I think a big part was the spoilers of seeing the final model of Alexander before the patch was even live. I, I literally yeah. hadn't logged into the game. I was already seeing tweets of the final model of Perfect Alexander. Yep, same. Um, and I think it's the same with the debuffs, because it was the same thing in Uwu. Like, when people got, you know, in that 9-10 hour mark, and they were like, why are we dying to La Habrea? Eventually boiled down to, you know, people already knew that there were buffs that were unexplained. And they just started thinking, well, I and wonder what if... Backwards. Well, yeah, eventually what it boiled down to is people actually did legitimately figure out Awakening without data mining, but they then could draw the line and figure out the rest, essentially. Yeah. 
So it was a bit of a mix. Whereas T, it was it was uh, anyone who knew anything about data mining knew about the Enigma Codex already. It's just a matter of what it was and what the point of it was when you got it. Pretty much any of that stuff that that nobody learned. Everyone had to experiment. Just I remember Sphia specifically said when we brought him on about T that there were only so many locations you could deliberately do something wrong. That after Uwu. Yeah. That the where they found it was just one of the most common sense locations. And if you think about it, yeah, anything else you do wrong before then is a KO. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the only places where you can actually do it. But yeah, data mining has definitely led to that. I see in various discords people still do it, and I still see entire lists yeah. of like buffs and debuffs posted, even if it's not posted as publicly. So I do wonder if they yeah. eventually take any further notice of it. But I think it's kind of like with RMT advertising in the party finder. It's just like they just don't bother because it's not actually in the game, even though it is in that case technically in the fucking game. Right. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet. Speaking about rating, obviously sales have become a huge problem in recent years, more so than they ever were with the party finder being what feels like way too full of them. Um, this is, they now say coaching on them. Really? <laughs> yeah, they say a lot of them say coaching. I saw that shit the other day on Twitter, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> they, they, wow. now, they now sell coaching services. <laughs> Oh my god, one day, one day they'll do something. Ugh. But yeah, <laughs> that led into, that led into 5.2, which was, it had, like we said, that's when the marker changes came out. There, there was, there was some quality of life that was made going into that fight, but the second tier was, I would call it the Midas, both in terms of numerical placement and in terms of advancement from the first tier. Uh, I'd call it the Midas of Shadowbringers, where they really, they, they pack a punch right out the bat. There's like an up and down in the middle, and then the end is absolutely a nightmare <laughs> for a lot of people to to set your expectations. Whoops, by the way. Ah. So, yeah. No, Lovely. Midas is the most fun tier also, which I don't think is actually true of the Shadowbringers one. So. What's the order again? It's Gordius. Gordius Midas Creator. Midas Creator. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you might be on Gordius for a while. Of... Uh... Depends on yeah. how you're doing it. We'll talk about. Um, we got to Nisi Prague after four hours today. Yeah, that sounds about right. Really? Yeah. You want to know where the other twenty plus hours are going to go? <laughs> oh fuck! And it really depends on how you end up doing it. We'll we'll talk about it after we're we're done talking about the Shadowbringers raids because that's that's going to be a fun thing to dig into. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm trying not to spoil too much. I'm just giving you expectations because I know you're. Yeah, I mean, I know what the normal fights are, and I can imagine how difficult they're going to be. So it's yeah, yeah, it's a hell yeah. of a time. Yeah, uh, but going into the second tier, this um, this tier was for me actually more of a highlight than I think it was for some people. I think I think I'm of a firm belief, similar to you with Leviathan, it's kind of an overcriticized tier overall. Um, when I think back to, I think back to pugging and pugging sucked. This was an awful tier for pugging. I didn't pug at all. That's, yeah, that's smart. Um, (laughs) this was an awful tier. Sly, this is definitely how bad it was after our week one clear, like already. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm just done. (laughs) Funny thing, the funny thing, the first pugs didn't go too bad, but as you got later in the tier, it, it definitely got worse. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's true most of the time, but it was definitely more true. Like, it happened faster, and it was more true. And I think that's a mm-hmm. lot because of E5. E5 was... Really? 
Yeah. E5 was a, was a time, man. That fight is... It was a time, but I... I didn't I mean, like that fight, wise. but only because I was melee. Other, like, the fight as itself was nice because there were, like, actually mechanics that would just kill you if you didn't, yeah. if one person didn't do them right, which I feel like is, it, that, that should be a thing in most fights. It should at least be somewhat present more than it is. Yeah. Not, not like every mechanic, but there should be at least one thing, or if somebody messes it up, then, yeah. I don't know. Ethel, I felt, felt kind of like, it reminded me a little bit of um, Lachmi EX, where it was just real and chill. It's just orb, and you're okay. Even though, I will say, as a melee, I fucking hated it, because range always steps in and takes fucking melee orbs like yeah. where it you pugs, are. It's so bad, Sly. It's yeah. so bad. And it is terrible. In pugs, in pugs, they'd be like, true North Furious 14. And it's like, Oh, okay. I'm the Dragoon, but I'll go to spot number seven on the opposite side of the fucking boss. No problem, you guys. No, I'll just wait over here. That yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shadowbringers is more fucking big divas on. about that shit for some reason. <laughs> yeah. In my static, we do true north. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is eventually when we get to EA, it's gonna kick off <clears throat> another topic. Yep. But <clears throat> yes. excuse me. Uh. Yeah, this Shadowbringers was big on people doing comfort over over sense. It was true of Ruby Weapon. <laughs> Listen, I couldn't think of another word. I was Familiarity. I was over panicking. Panicking. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. That's no, no. You're right. You're right. It's so you're right. Comfort over sense is like the best descriptor. I mean, even Holy thinking God. to like Titania, like sending the DPS south instead of north into the boss to get hit, because then the tanks were like, "Oh, but I want to hit the boss," and they're like. Okay, and your point? <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> should have brought. Should have set it to four ranged in the party finder. Then they would not talk you about. Got, it. Uh, you got range skills, don't you, Dragoon? You got one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got. Some we got some you. Here. <laughs> toss, I'm helping. Yeah. Hooray! <sighs> Hooray! <sighs> one day they'll make it like you can follow it up with a gap closer. So one day. One day they'll. That'd do be it. cool. Yeah. Like fifteen. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. One day they'll also add a refresh to disembowel on the AOE rotation, no, but I won't get into that now. No, they won't. They'll never do it. Sorry. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah, that was kind of a big thing. And E5, it, I think people, it happened with Titania, they kind of forgot because it was an extreme trial. They did it with Ruby, same patch. It's kind of forgotten. Again, extreme trial. Mm-hmm. This this did not get forgotten. <laughs> the whole True North versus versus relative strat has spawned so many memes. I love oh it. Oh my god. I, I, I love so many. What was the one? Was it was it was I with you whoops where you said it was like somebody said it was like it was relative from under the arena or something? Oh god. What yeah. the, was this you? <laughs> Holy shit. I remember hearing about this shit. Yeah, I don't remember. That might have been Sphia. I don't remember. Yeah, relative. It was a, it no, Sphia was a, told the story. It was, a tw- yeah. it was a tweet chain that I was on. Zeph was replying to it. Okay, and he showed yeah. it to us. Clockwise from under the arena. That's right. Not clockwise relative. from under the arena. Yeah, clockwise from under the arena. <laughs> or, or like looking in. Oh my god. Looking in, looking out. Like yeah, most, yeah. Looking like in, that looking kind out. Of stuff. My, I think I saw one that was clockwise relative God. true north, just as like a fucking joke at that point, because they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do relative true north here. What's relative true north means? Well, it's true north relative to me. And it's like, 
What? What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh classic. man. Yeah, classic. Yeah. And I think I think Rommel really made that more cuz one thing about the first tier, what really strategically like there were some placements like uptimes or whatever, like whether or not you left the flare marker in range for Leviathan, like that was really it. Like most of the fun stuff people just did in the static. Yeah, those fights were all pretty static position-wise. No real randomness. And then you got to the second tier, and it was, you know, relative, true north, triangle strat on chain lightning, circle strat yeah, the, on chain lightning. The arena split with Garuda Ifrit. I hated that fight, by yeah, the way. Yeah, the arena split with Garuda Ifrit, soccer uptime, you know, yep. all, all sorts of, of different Lots things. Lots of position memes. Yeah. And then you had, you had, uh, I can't remember the nickname for the, the portals, the static portal positions. There was, a, there was a fun little nickname. I remember I remember Xenos described it as, oh, if you know you see red right there, oh, it's hot, you gotta move. You see cold, oh, it's chill, you can just stand right there. And I'm like, what the what are you talking about, Xenos? Yeah, there's there's just two Brain Dead. That's right, brain dead portals. Brain dead portals. <laughs> I mean, it was. You just it was the same two squares the entire fight for that mechanic. There are llamas swap it like it's hot. There you go. Swap it like it's hot. <laughs> this is, I don't know, it's such a weird, and then of course, you know, you get to E8, and that's, that's where it all kind of culminates. Man, that fight could have been a lot more fun if the portals were more random, like position-wise. They like rotated them clockwise. You know what a hot Something. take is, of course, right? Whoops. What? You know what a hot take is? Yeah? That's yeah. what you just had there is the coldest take imaginable. <laughs> Would you have not like that? No, I would have loved that. Everyone agrees with you. Not a single person goes, no, I like it this way. Not oh, a single oh, person. Yeah, yeah. Not a okay, single okay, person is, is, is happy yeah, with how those portals turned out. And I can't cool say I blame them. Yeah, and then we learned. And then we were like, oh, they're so easy. They're, yeah, they are more interesting on normal. <laughs> I don't think that's the only time this happens, this expansion, too. There's something on normal that's actually more uh, interesting. Yeah, E1, dude. That... Phase, I don't remember what it's called, but that phase where you go to the darker area. The orbs? And it drops all the AoEs. Oh, And yeah. then you have to run to one of the corners. That's way harder on normal than it is in well, That's because everyone's running around like a fucking monkey with a banana. That's Well, like... yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times normal can be more fun just because everybody is just is just a chimp with their thumb up their ass. Like, it's, yes. it's just what happens most of the time. Yeah, Innocence ad phase is harder on normal. Where like snapshots the pull in like before she even gets anywhere near them, yeah, I remember that as well. Yeah, it happens a few times, but that was just such a big thing with all of this second tier. Is it was just so so much just disagreement on strategies. It started with E five, E six, not super bad, but still everyone that one was frustrating because you get to the last twenty percent, everyone's like, oh, this is easy, and then the last twenty percent just fucking falls apart every time. On uh, rock, rock to was it rock to pasta? Rock to pasta. Rock to pasta. Why do I feel like that's not the right? What I just said's not. I always right. say pasta. Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> yeah, everybody always calls it rock to pasta. Okay. Yeah, it's like when we called Ravana ravioli. I remember ravioli. That. Yeah, that worked. Okay. Yeah, no one knew how to do the last mechanic. You just kind of hoped you skipped it at that point. Mm -hmm. And yeah. seven, I don't even want to talk about seven. The thing is, there's not much to say about these other than talking about the variety of strategies, because that is what really yeah, defines seven, the tier. Seven actually had a lot of different strategies in it because of um, where you would, you know that, 
I forget what it's called, where it'd like put the it split the arena into three. There'd be the inside, the left out, and then the right out. Oh, you mean yeah, where the teleporting with the teleporting? Yeah, and then it'd give oh, you the, the teleporting cross strat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was yeah. a bunch of different ways to do that, and like. If you went into a party finder, there was always two people who had their statics do it a different way, and then they would complain and argue until one of them finally gave up. Yeah, so, and it's, all, it's the same thing. At that point, it's at the that same point, you just shit. fucking. At that point, you just fucking leave the party and go to a party <laughs> for some goddamn sense. Yeah. Well, no, because here's the thing: what was happening is statics would do it in such a way that just got it made a lot of sense. But what pugs were starting to try to do, or a mix of of people were trying to. And I guess make the, the the party finder more intelligent. God bless their souls. Mm-hmm. They were trying to make the healers end up in the center so they could just start healing before the room wide. Was ultimately what led to a lot of the disagreement there. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people just didn't care. The healers would end up on the outside and then they'd have to move in while everyone mm-hmm. else. That's what the pugs were trying to get through. And it just, when it worked, it was beautiful. And when it didn't, Man, did you just lose people to a room wide for essentially no reason? Pain. Or people just went off the edge because they did a GCD at the last second and didn't turn. Yeah, that was a. I actually offense. died to a fucking room wide when I was full HP too. Like we never figured out why the fuck it happened. This was after this was after teleports and everything. This is right before the phase transitions, and this was like with the semi pug. It was semi pug, semi static, and we did it, and I died, and I was mitigated. But I don't know why I fucking died. It's one of those random fucking things that I, I still wanted to figure out to this day. I'm like, why the fuck did I die there? I wonder if you were overflowed on shields. Because that was a it thing. Was a, that, that was a it was thing. A surge in the ether. Because that was one of the reasons they had to do the, the number crunches. We had a point where you could be overshielded by too much. And if you took a hit, your HP went to zero, this expansion. Bonk. Hmm. Yeah. So I doubt that's what happened to you. But, I, you know, it makes me think of that. So, yeah, it was an underflow issue. Well, it was an overflow that led to an underflow. So, yeah, it was just an underflow issue. It was possible. It was possible. Yeah, it happened. So, I think it happened. I think we first saw it on Seed of Sacrifice. That was the first time I remember seeing it. So, it would have been the same item level because it's the same yeah. tier. So, uh, yeah. And then, obviously, we get to E8. And this is a huge this is a huge point of contention for how people feel. Because I personally think this is a great fight. <laughs> I love it. But as Sly is uh, exhibiting a loud groan of how we end up feeling about it while we're doing it, um, it led to a lot of what's the word I'm looking for, Sly? Give me a word. Led to a lot of despair. Yeah, yeah. Fuckery, grief, anger, fuckery, anger. Mm -hmm. That that's that fight was the first fight ever in 14 where I realized that griefing was a real thing. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Wait, I did that fight Some, with you. What do you mean? <laughs> well, after we did it with our group. Okay, okay. Of course. But, like, ignorance is griefing sometimes, I think. <laughs> and that's, that's the fight that made me understand that. Because oh. there, was, there was legitimately people who would go into Light Rampant and be like, I don't really know what to do, so I'm going to stand here and hope that it works. And then they wouldn't say anything. Yeah. That was the worst part. That's why I didn't plug in Yadis, like, ever. Yeah, Light Rampant. You're smart. Yeah. You're smart as fuck. No, Sly, you know what, though? Think of all the life experience you've taken out of this. Don't give me that look. <laughs> 
I will hurt you. <laughs> Sly, if it means I get to see you, I'm okay with it. Last time but I got to all see things you considered, was- <laughs> I thought EADS was a great fight. Yeah, I think a lot of people misconstrue the way people did or, or, or handled it, especially in pugs, versus the actual quality of the fight. Yep. I, I'm also, of the opinion it's high quality. Yeah, I liked... This may be a, an interesting take, but I liked how they put the hardest mechanic like near the beginning. I've always been 50-50 on that. Cause, Same. Yeah, because it's like, I'm like, oh, thank God we're through that. But, but no, so here's the, here's the reason why I kind of like it, but then I don't like when people say, okay, we beat that, we, we win. Because if I had a fucking nickel for every mechanic people <laughs> fucked up after light rampant, bro, the fucking, yeah. the fucking mirrors right after light rampant were just as much as a disaster as light rampant most of the mm-hmm. fucking time. And people are like, light no, we're good, was- we made it past light rampant. Light rampant was the IQ check of the fight, I think, is the best way you can put it. Yeah. I can agree with that. Just, just, and then you get to ads, and then just people just lose their shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, then, it's literally, oh, we then, made it past light rampant. That's that's the bullshit part. And then it's like, fuck up the mirrors, fuck up the ads, fuck up the knockback mirrors. Can't People can't look away from the fucking glare mirrors. They end up petrifying <laughs> fucking three people every time. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just stop. Just fucking stop. And then people would still, oh, isolate's easy, light rampant. Then why the fuck did we die six times? What's going on? Close. <laughs> I don't disagree that it's the easy light rampant, but don't then die a bunch. Like, you know, just, and then, and then worms, I don't know, everyone just fucking died to every mechanic. Every mechanic had its quips, had its, had its, like, downsides. The only reason why light rampant was such a problem is because the strategies that people, the difference in strategy people wanted to employ. Oh my god, do you remember our first strategy? Where we ran in circles? The 360 around the orbs? I was Uh, in, so I didn't mind, but you know. We ran to our, every person who got tethered to an orb ran to the orb, did a 360 spin around it to keep it in place. The cones would go out and then you'd go to the, uh, the towers. Yep. It worked! And I came up with that idea, by the way. <laughs> it was so bad, but it worked. It was hilarious. You had to literally check to make sure you're doing a clockwise spin around your circle instead of, uh, counterclockwise. Otherwise, you'd hit one of the cones. Is awesome. I I hate how dumb and simple that sounds, yet absolutely works in practice and on paper. Works in practice, works on our clear too. <laughs> yep, I think our clear mod we did that. Yep, we sure did. I think we actually we eventually made it to only east and west did it. I think we did make north and south run through yeah. at some point. Yeah. But you know, it was memes. Yeah, yeah, it was memes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> at least you admit it. Well, because it well, here's the thing. It was so bad. It was, yeah, but here's the thing. I I've but been doing guides. I've been doing guides on and off for like a long time. And when obviously the biggest topic here is Ilya, Ayatori, you know, Sharingan, whatever all the different names. But Ilya is always the one that gets the flack <laughs> for that week one strategy. And I hate how much people shit on the person versus this. Cause I've dealt with this for years. People learning a strat and refusing to learning something else is always more of a problem than the strat that came before the good strat. Cause I, I had this discussion. I made a video about it recently where people just want to learn how to win. They don't actually want to learn how to do the fight. Right. I was just going to touch on that. 
And that was that was really the biggest thing that what led to Ilya because Ilya's made perfect sense. It, it was it followed all the rules. It was doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, the melees would lose a fucking GCD or two while they were doing it. Okay, but would that make or break the end of the fight? Theoretically not. But it didn't stop people from fucking it up constantly. Still, yeah. you know, high risk. So mm-hmm. then better stretch came out later. I've done one of mm-hmm. I had again, yeah. Biggest problems with going from static to PF was I, I learned this after going into PF so many times was I, I never was learning the mechanics. I was learning the strategy. And so I'd, I'd learn, okay, if this happened to me, I need to stand right here, but I don't know why. But I'm going to stand here and I'm going to survive and everyone else is going to live. And so once I started to actually like understand everybody else's role in the mechanic and why things were happening and what happens to who, that's when you can get comfortable with switching up your strategy, I think. But a lot of people mm-hmm. in PF just don't want to go through the trouble of that. So. It's like, oh, I beat it. Yeah, it's like, if I do... My role only gets this mechanic, so I'm going to stand here, and I don't know why, but everyone lives. Yeah, pretty much. And because of that, Ilya called Mad Flack. Just yeah. be, just because he's like, oh, this works. He didn't even use... It's just like us with... We'll get to this in a second, too. He didn't use his strat after, like, a couple of weeks. He's like, yeah, I moved on to the better stuff, of course. I.e. Happy Brambles. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> well, listen... Anyway, um, but it's the thing. It's like a lot of the people who, who end up making early strats or end up adopting a certain thing. The, the, the people who go about trying to think about how to beat mechanics, they end up just doing different things after a few weeks. But yeah. people don't care if they're doing different things. They've beaten it already. They've learned. They're good. And that was a huge problem in E8, more so than anything. And that's what led to it, I think, getting the stigma that it was either a bad fight or it wasn't fun. And it's because... We made it enough <laughs> as people, just being people and being just unbudging, trying to trying to clear the fight. No, yeah, that's it, and that's great. I'm, it's if it works for some people, that's great. It gets them through. But uh, man, in Party Finder, you, you really probably need to know more than one way to do it. Yeah, or just yeah. never join another party that's doing it a different way. You know, if you see, be, oh, able, doing this. be able to adapt and be flexible. Just don't try. The worst is that people would join them and then complain and ask if can we do other things. That's like you, you yeah. read it. Like it said that what they. No, they didn't. No, no, the fuck. Yeah, you're didn't. right. Although I, I, I can say, I will read. say, Sly, listen. Sometimes you just see the open slot. You know that you don't have time to read, and you just gotta join, and then you can ask afterwards. I think they need to. I mean, make yeah, it, that, I mean that makes sense too. Like, but like the minute like I join. I'm asking, sorry, like not even accidental. It's just, sorry, joined too quick, didn't see the whole thing. How are you doing this strat? How are you doing this strat? Can I opt for slash P message to be whatever the the party finder message, or slash PF message, the added as command to put it into party chat after so you can Mm -hmm. read it like you can with like FC message or whatever. Can we please get that as a command so I can join these things and read later? And just as long here's as they another, see it. Here's another tangent that isn't related to what we were supposed to be talking about, but macros are wonderful, IMO. Whoops. <laughs> and I don't care what anybody says. Can I tell you what happened? Do you know what happened in one of my Emerald Weapon Pugs, whoops? What happened? Keo. Keonu was in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Put a macro. Chat to the party chat. Yep. He has wonderful looking macros. A lot of them he either takes from JP, makes them himself. 
they look, they're beautiful. I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I love it. I wish we did this more. It's so easy. The tank called the H1 position. Because <laughs> he didn't get it. And I wanted to die so bad in that moment. <laughs> oh no. He's like, oh yeah, I'll take H1. And it's like, that's, that's, that's not how it works. That's not why that's, we, that's, no. That's not the no. point of the macro, sorry. When I when I actually started doing like stuff on my own in Duty Finder on JP on like Tonberry even, you you join an Emerald Weapon farm party, and like nobody says anything. Somebody just posts a macro, everyone goes position, countdown, and then everyone just does it, and it's so nice. It's magic. Why can't we do that? Meanwhile, on NA, no, 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 on NA, here, here's, here's it. Someone puts the one marker down. You need to get in the clock positions. Somebody, two fucking people stand on the same spot for six minutes and won't fucking budge. No, nobody says anything. People are fucking divas. The reason people stand on two fucking spots is because first, one one person will absolutely fucking get there first, and it's okay, and that's fine. And then somebody will stand and. And what did you call Abby? Um, assert dominance. They would assert dominance until you fucking moved, or we just didn't do anything for about eight minutes. Like I fucking hate people. I fucking hate divas. Yeah. They're they were just fucking divas. Yep. It's the same with like a one-two marker. It's a four-four split, but there's five people on one side, and it's like, bro, mod check. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers gonna move? Oh my god, that too! And then people are like, I'm, I'm always Southwest when I join Party Fighters. I'm always Southwest. <laughs> I'm always Southwest. <laughs> yeah? Well, now you're not. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. And I'll type this. I'm like, okay, I can be flexible. Can you? No, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. I can only do Southwest. Yeah, that's it. They can literally always, you send them, like, sometimes people get a different position and then they, like, mess up a pull and they go, oh, shit, sorry. I'm like, I'm not used to being there. It's fine, though. Like, it's like, you get that. Like, that's reasonable. No, 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 no. It's the Southwest person who can only do Southwest that fucks up the most. It's not even the person, it's not even the fucking new person who's doing, like, shit on, like, a new position and they're used to the fight and they're not used to a single position. It's that one person who's in that Southwest position who can only do that position. They're the one fucking up the fight. Nah. Yeah, but sometimes you get that person who's not that one person who's like they take the other like they don't argue whatever they just take the other position and they screw up because maybe they do normally like it's, they very rarely ever take that position. I'd mm-hmm. much you know. rather have that and they go, oh my bad, now I know, and yeah, then you just exactly. pull in and you do it. I'd yeah. much rather have that. Yeah, it's like oh this is fucking with my brain, but I'll get it. I I don't care if we wipe three times as long as they're not complaining about getting yeah. that position. They're just like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I just keep, I just keep fucking dying there. I'm just, I, it's whatever. I'll get it, right? That doesn't happen most of the time. Most of the time, it's can we just swap? Or even the party fighter. Nah, leader. fuck you. Nah, fuck you. You asked for that position. You made that bad. Fucking you know, sleep. Nah, we ain't doing no, no, no. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. We will fucking leave. I will turn this party around. We will get a new party. Fuck you. <laughs> I love when the party finder leader gets so sick of it, they just leave, disband, and then just immediately pick right. another they party finder. Like, they just come, mm-hmm. instantly, as if those same people aren't going to join. <laughs> They're like, blacklist. Yeah. You, 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 and you. And make another one. Got it. 
Normally you just blacklist one or two people when that happens, and then you let the rest rejoin. That's mm-hmm. fine. Oh, man. Yeah. The, the, the point is, learn the fight, not the strat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be flexible. Mm-hmm. Don't be a diva. Be kind. Be good people, as as what's his face. And oh my gosh, the the biggest tip I can get for pugging is if if you don't know what you're doing, just don't be afraid to ask. Like, right? If if you're forced into a position where you're where you're doing something you don't normally do in your other group, just like, hey guys, like I I don't know how to do this. Could somebody teach me or just give me an explanation real fast? If somebody typed that in a PF, I was in, I'd be like, absolutely, friend. Here's what you do so quickly. You're a good person yeah. because some people will actually type that and mm-hmm. nothing, no help, no like pass a little bit of passive aggressiveness, but more along the lines of no help. And like it sucks because again we're trying to clear the same content, but at the same time, you know if somebody is willingly asking for help. PvP. I'm glad to give. The best form of <laughs> PvP in Final Fantasy 14 is the party finder. <laughs> Is the yeah. part where you don't even fight each other. <laughs> no, no, you're fighting each other just with your words. Your keyboards oh, and your words. That's it. What's what's one of the best situations I've ever had? Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Like like we're I think we were at the time we were kind of learning E eleven. This was like in the beginning of Pug Prog. And then one dude is like, no, 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 don't say anything. Don't do any call-outs. I want to see who doesn't know it. For fucking what? We're trying what? to clear the same goddamn content. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I left that party so goddamn quick. You know, <laughs> this is a test. Did did you pass? Oh, you left. Okay. So you didn't pass the test. I left. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just make it. No, 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 no. I knew, but it's like people wiped, and then he was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I'm good, too. Don't. I never want to see you again. Bye-bye. God. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, so the final tier of Shadowbringers. <laughs> Hard to even talk about it after that. That tier, you can you can tell how much that tier of fights exemplifies. Just that's the PF segment. Yeah, that's that's the part. It's it's crazy how much more that is because while there are some different strats in this one, even with you know the, obviously there's different strats for nine, ten, eleven. Not really. I think there's like a couple of like slight differences. Like sometimes people yeah. send like the tank thing north or like the the DPS or the the red one of the tethers goes north, one goes south. It's like a couple things. Maybe mm-hmm. uptime strat for that like one part towards the end, but uh, not too much there. And 12, too. I'd say that while there's a couple different ways, most people are pretty familiar with 12 to get through with a couple of lion strats and a couple of whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. E9, though, of course. Whoops. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. another. I said Luckily, you can die, what was it, 39 times or something like that? Yeah, 30, yeah. Through? Yeah, we died. Sorry, say yeah, a slide. We died. Thir- I think it was thirty-nine times week two. Yeah, our yeah. our second, our second and third weeks of doing E nine were so bad because we had no practice in it. We didn't understand how the fight completely worked yet, so we we died so many times. But we still cleared every week. It's great. Yeah, we would say, and most. And by the way, the for the thirty-nine deaths that was a one shot that week. <laughs> nope. That was that was a first pull, and we did it, kind of kind of thing, yeah. Because we, awesome. 
Yeah, that's one word for it. Um, yeah, we didn't Forgive use... That was... I've never had a more dreadful morning whoops than... Really? Us going to bed after day one and then waking up to raid day two and seeing 47,000 views on our clear VOD. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to happen. I, I didn't do this. <laughs> to this day, on Aether, if I open up PF, it's happy brambles, happy brambles, happy brambles. We didn't. I didn't even come up with that. All I determined was that we needed to stack the tanks healers on one <laughs> side and the video on the other. Yeah, I uploaded a vod of us killing it, and that was it. It was it was, it was done from there. I think it was Pharaoh yeah. who came up with the positions. It that was we Pharaoh's had. idea. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and that was it. I got it, it was for weeks. I got tells from people like. You're you're a cancer to society because of things. Oh my could, god! I got a lot of messages about that. It was wow. it was bad. Yeah, I had one person tell me in game they wished I died before like Shadowbringers came out or something, so I couldn't have made that strat. Jesus! It was it was bad. That's the amount of yeah yeah. Sly's not surprised in any way whatsoever. <laughs> not in we anyway. are like. We're like this as humans. That's the thing. We are like this in a goddamn video game as humans. Like, I feel like every time, every time, there's a time limit. There's a time limit on your fun in PF. There is a time limit from when the content gets released and you actually, you know, are, you know, you're, you're, you're learning. You're actually learning. There's no guide out or anything. You have to learn. You're forced to learn. And then, and then world first clears. There's a video. Happy brambles. We weren't world first. Myth brambles. Myth brambles. Dude, didn't we do like, what, what? Didn't we do like Rin? Like a combination of like Rin's strategy and like somebody else's. Whoops. What was it? Who's who's? Do we end up using after we stop using our week uh, one? Is it Rin? I think we used the. Rin ones, yeah. Is is Rin the one where it's the two four yeah, groups, like in the diagonals, and then you do the the open oh, side? Oh, you know what? Actually, Zeph came up with that, and then we figured out that another group had done that already. Okay. So yes. Okay. Yeah, Zeph came up with that with that diamond strategy, and then squares. We yeah, were like, yeah. oh, this is much better. Then people were like, oh yeah, that's. We didn't like it day cool. one. We didn't like it at all the first day we did it. The second day went a little yeah. bit. <laughs> After the second day, we're like, this is amazing. What were, what are we once, talking about? Once we realized that we could just put the party on the open side. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that was the yeah. big thing, was putting the party. We also had, didn't we have, like, a, the tank stack theirs or something also to give, like, a heat, to give Pharaoh room to, like, slide cast in for uptime? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then it boom. Yeah. Oh, Rinstrad is the X shape. Okay. Yeah. So this was, this was like squares. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, it doesn't really matter what orientation you put them in, but if yeah. you put them in the opposite corners like that, it, it works. Question for both of you. First week, or let's say two weeks of this, do you care more about strat? Do you care about more about clearing and getting your gear? Depends on the fight. Me personally, I don't care what happens. I don't care if I'm dead on the floor for five minutes. If we clear the fight, I'm happy. 
That's, you'll, that's you will my, talk I, about your logs afterwards, though, but you'll just accept When it them. comes to week <laughs> one, that was the caveat. Yeah, when it comes to weeks. week one, he said week two one weeks. And, yeah, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. First week, second week. The second week, I think, is you clean it up a little bit because you're not, like, world racing anymore, which is my first, <laughs> you know, priority when it comes to week one. That's just what I've come to learn. Uh, and then week two, I think mm-hmm. it's cleaning it up and getting it to a point where we can comfortably re-clear it for weeks to come. With decent okay. parses. With decent parses, sure. Why not? <laughs> but the reason I, I don't think parsing is re- a big deal until bits anyways. Yeah. True. Exactly. So the reason I say this is I give you after two weeks. That third week, you can say, hey, this fucking strat sucks. I don't want to do this. And go on about your life. And I will complete, I'll shake your hand, give you a beer, dap you up, go on about your business. I don't give a fuck. These first two weeks, don't say shit about a strat. We're just trying to clear. We are yep. rolling on the same pieces of goddamn gear, so don't give me, Mr. Yeah. Strat sucks. Happy Bramble sucked. Like, okay, yes, but we, like, <laughs> have we, have we, op, have we optimized? Yes. Have we fucking optimized? Yeah. No, you're two you're weeks in? truth right now. <laughs> two weeks in, have we fucking optimized these straps? No, shut the fuck up. No strap sucks. After that, yeah, sure. Go ahead, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it in chat. Like happy bramble suck. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and tell him to his face. I don't give a fuck. It's after two weeks. It's been like ages. I don't give a fuck. Until like a month in, at least. Right? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'd say I'd say we didn't do squares until like week three or four. We definitely stuck with the normal one for quite some time. Bronchitis, thank you. Like again, you could say it now. You could say it now. It is okay. But the first two I weeks say of that goddamn now. fight, I don't. He says it now. But the first two weeks of that goddamn fight, I don't want to hear a goddamn word. Speaking this of which, sucks. Here's here's another thing to talk about. I hate how mm-hmm. people still use week one strats on E12. Which oh um Titan specifically for basic relativity. Oh yeah, you mean so, like people because you you want to do the ices out first, I'd assume, instead of the the where they they go to the which way there's, are you talking about? Yeah, there's like three there, ways I know. So the, the TPS one is the one that PF uses a lot. Yeah, from what yeah, I've yeah, seen, that's, mm-hmm. that's, used, that's yeah. the one where the ices take the first towers, which can pull melees off the boss. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you prefer the which, one we did? I don't. I don't mind if we have to do that, but like, why would you when? You could just have full uptime. Again, I can accept this now. I can accept this now. See, I can take that, you know, we can take that, you know, strat and criticism for the strat now. I mean, first two weeks, don't even, don't don't fucking think about it. Shut the fuck up. No. Yep. (sighs) Man, that was a great two weeks. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it, the first two weeks of any raids here are always the best two weeks. After that, it's just it's it's in a yeah. But chat chat brings up day, that TPS had triple range, which is why they did that. Just didn't didn't really care. Yeah. And a ninja who is a semi range when they want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's <sighs> that. Yeah. You know what though? I will say, barring that mm-hmm. experience aside. While I think mm-hmm. I like the second tier overall the best, I think this was probably the best actual tier, if that makes sense. Third tier was my favorite. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because I, I think I think really what nails it for me is the third fight. Um, third fight is Voidwalker 2.0. You mentioned it earlier. It's it's largely about learning the cycles. There's a pace to it that's quite satisfying, though, that 
keeps me a little uh, on edge compared to Leviathan and Idol, where if Idol is both the name of the boss and what I feel like I am, 99% of it. So, and that really did the trick for me. But also even Shadowkeeper. Shadowkeeper has a bunch of hilarious outcomes when people don't agree on what relative means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you on yeah. top of me? Why are why are we in the same place? What are you doing? Okay. Yeah. Shadow Keeper's fun. <laughs> Can be. Can be. It's funny. Shadow Facing Keeper's fun, but only if you cut out the the wall orbs part. The wall orbs is really fun. And not to mention, yeah. even when people get the wall, it's great when people finally get it, but then like there's like a slight distance problem with like somebody being a little too close or a little too far, and then a tank orb still kills mm-hmm. people, and a tank takes multiple orbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, why the fuck am I getting hit by this tank or oh. That's why. At least because yeah. that's that's way more depressing than when you go to do the knockback one and you see the one person that didn't knockback resist get flung out into the Yeah. And it's like I have no it's like I don't have any issue with that at all. <laughs> like, not it's way worse when you see four people in one stack and you're in the two stack and you're like uh oh. <laughs> and then it happens every pull, and every player is still like, come yep. on now. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Anyway. Something I really appreciated about the third tier, I, we talked about this while we were actually doing it, happy, as yep. uh, the boss size rings were oh dramatically increased in size. Yeah. And it's really mm-hmm. depressing when you do other things that it isn't like that. Yeah. Because it is so convenient. It's just, it's, they're so much bigger than they need to be. And I think, honestly, I, I, it, I wonder how much of that is part of a design they like with the True North bosses. Cause I actually think the True North bosses sometimes have fight boxes that are too small. <laughs> Even though they're all on one side of the mm-hmm. arena, I feel like sometimes they really expect you to go way too far away from the boss for some mechanics before they're optimized. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. this, this kind of feels like that. But done, but movable. If that makes sense. Yep. So every mechanic still feels like an uptime strat doesn't have to be different from an optimal strat because some people mix and match it to optimal can mean like easiest to clear sometimes or or intended or whatever. And uptime can be riskier, like uh, knockback mirrors on Shiva. That's uptime. Yep. Man, is that not safe to do? And it became the standard way too quickly. Yeah. I I, I just it's it's the small things like. When you're doing the Titan Bombs in Phase 1 of E12, like, when you're a melee and you're taking your whatever marker you got, you can still be hitting the boss if you're perfectly max melee and not mess anything up. Just things like that wouldn't be possible in the other tiers, I think, yeah. with how small the rings were. Yeah, and it, it worked It worked out really well. It's something that I hope they continue. Unfortunately, it was something that wasn't present even going into Delubrum Savage. The hitboxes were kind of back to being normal size. And uh, that was disappointing, definitely to to some degree. I feel. Oh, as much I still as, haven't you know, gone in there on Savage. Well, now you know that uh, you better know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> the last boss is okay with it, but I think the third boss is a big offender of my hitbox is too small. In particular, Speaking second of boss which, kind of if there's any Aether groups that would, you know, mind taking me in. Hey, by around. end by end of May, it's going to be a lot easier to pug. Okay. It's already easier to pug now, but it's it's going to be even easier end of May, as long as you've actually been keeping up with your resistance rank. <laughs> 
What resistance rank are you? Whoops. 13? You might want to get to 15. Okay. <laughs> and then to 25 after that. 25? It goes that high? It will. And, and yeah. By the end it of will. the day, it will. <laughs> what in the goddamn? <laughs> <laughs> it's quick. You'll be fine. Everything, everything, it's it's easier now. Trust me, you'll be all right. Well, I, I got plenty of time, I guess, because I just finished getting my Amaro mount like last week. So you probably should have done it when you still needed Amaro, because <laughs> you could have been leveling yeah. while getting your resistance rank. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Oh, no, so you, I was rank eight. <laughs> now I'm uh, thirteen. Okay. You also might want to do the Librum normal if you haven't yet. <laughs> I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's rough. And yeah, that's kind of the one thing that I don't really know how we approach talking about here is the loop from Savage because it really isn't anything formulaic that we can judge based on other raid tiers. The only thing, other thing to compare it to is Baldessian, which uh, both of these are still not. They're so they're so unusual that where they fit in the mm-hmm. raid conversation is actually really tough to figure out. Because I think they're really cool. They are. I I love them. That's it's my favorite raid. Baldessian was one of my favorite experiences of Stormblood, and it wasn't even like a hyper difficult. It wasn't an ultimate. It wasn't a savage. It was like a twenty four man where you had to figure out how to not get murdered by Absolute Virtue or kicked out by Ozma. Mm-hmm. It still wasn't that bad. This is a lot more like you know extreme savage ish in some territories. Uh, more organized too. A lot more organized. A lot more exacting. The amount of things you need yeah. to bring and the coordination that's required there. It's, uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. man, I hope they continue. All I'll say about that is I hope they continue to do them. I hope it's successful enough because we would question that with BA if it even was active enough. Now it is. It's BA still active. You can still do BA with like a, with like a Discord group with relative ease and, and hopefully the mm-hmm. one will go down that path after rank 25. Fingers crossed. So I haven't done Baldesian or this, but um, how carryable do you think it is? Baldesian like is very carryable. How many people do you think you could put into a Delubrum Savage group, though, and just like pull them through, like not explaining anything? Are you sure you want to do that, though? I'm not saying I want to, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> is that even possible? Or is it is it to the point where 48 people need to study, like, everything about what they need to do? If you are not one of the 48 who knows, they'll know. Very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you... So because resurrections are not guaranteed in there unless you kill, unless you sacrifice a player... Mm-hmm. You uh, stick out like a sore thumb. You stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. You will die on the third boss. They might as well not even resurrect you during the third boss if you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You're actually more of a liability alive than you are dead. <laughs> um, it's it's a waste of arises, quite frankly, to have to do it. Gotcha. And so, it's I'd say as long as they're not all in the same alliance, I'd say six to eight people is probably. Like right now, we're reliably carryable. More skilled people could could probably carry more people. Right. Um, so you're saying you need 40 people at least to know what. Well, the fuck I guess the, here's the here's the thing. Specifically, we're talking because no, you don't need four. I think people have already done it with 24 people because you can do it with 24. You can enter with 24 now. So I'm not saying you need but 40 you- people. I'm saying that in a full 48 man, that's probably what you could get away with. 
adjust that if you're going to go with less than 48. If you have 24 people, I'm not going to lie, if you have 24 people, you probably can't carry anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people did it with it's 24 before you could even enter with less than 48. They just had 24 people fucking leave. I, I say that because sometimes it's hard to get eight people to know what they're doing in, in a fight. So get, I, I imagine getting 48 people to know what they're doing is, I don't know. Is Are the mechanics easier? Are they, like, more broad? I, I, I've only seen clips. They're, so I I'd don't say they're, know. like, extreme trial level for the most part. Oh, okay. So they're harder than Baldessian's mechanics. That's that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um Mm-hmm. It's it's and also again you need very specific actions you need like reflects at certain parts you need like yeah. x amount of people casting reflect on themselves or dispelling certain things and then there's do you have the one v one buff or do you not because you don't abs- you don't need it it's not mandatory but it, you know the less people you have the better off you'll be uh, so carryable but don't want to have to. And Baldessian, the funny thing is with Baldessian, carrying, it, the last boss kicks you out if you're dead at regular intervals. It'll eject you from the instance. So, wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it was pretty funny when we didn't know that. And So yeah. could you like clear the fight and people got kicked out, yep. wouldn't get rewards? Mm-hmm. In fact, so Fold was, no in our, shit. was in our world first for that Fold Got ejected two and a half seconds. He was still in the room. He was go. He was doing the ejection animation. Still oh. in the room, and he didn't get credit. Wow, that blows. Yeah. So it's how long it's, does it take for the whole thing? By the way, it's a couple for hours. Baldessian? or no for, for Delubrum? I mean, now that people have done it a bunch, probably an hour. It was definitely okay. more than an hour right when it first came out. But people have gotten a lot better at it. You could. I, but here's the thing. Realistically, if you're progging it, you're going to be in and out. Like, the the first boss is going to wipe you constantly. If you're, like, with a mm-hmm. bunch of people progging, you'll be in and out dozens and dozens of times. I think I'm, I'm going to try to study up and then get into a group that's doing reclears at some point down the road, if possible. There's a decent number of prog groups, depending on the data center. Like, you can normally find prog nights, reclear nights, um, a lot really? more easily cool. now. Yeah, yeah. Be okay. The Baldessian Discord. Do I, the yeah, same I'd, thing. I'd rather do it with a lot of people that don't know what they're doing because that's fun. But yeah. <laughs> well, no. The, I mean, the, the, I, the, I the love doing parties are not all fresh. There's people to lead, obviously, but um, yeah. they're they're done with the expectation. Yeah, the same thing is for Baldessian. There's learning. There's meme runs in Baldessian where it's like healer only and stuff like that. So that's uh, yeah. I would highly recommend it. It's definitely it's a very different rating experience. And something I think they need to do if they want to branch out and do other forms of content, they really need to create, I call it parallel progression. People always talk vertical or horizontal. This is parallel because it's completely mm-hmm. along. Just tra- a separate area. Yeah, it's like it's just completely different from everything else. It's not item level driven. It's not, uh, it's not level at all driven. It's just it's happening and there's things that make it easier and there's things to learn. But whether or not you have the same level of experience in Savage or Extreme is really just going to be how well you understand the game. And, and yeah. they're not putting things that you need to like do the actual like ultimates or Savage fights yeah. from there. So it's not like it's required. It's, it's just cosmetic rewards, right? Uh, it gives you... Well, the gear Mounts is... And well, so there's the Cerberus mount, there's the Save the Princess minion, which is worth like 8k gil now because everyone gets one every time you clear I think there's yeah. a music sheet, and then there's the Diable Log Gear, which also has haste on it, which then makes 
doing Save the Queen content easier. Like, my GCD on Monk is 1.57. Holy example. shit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it gets pretty nutty when uh, you get into things with that. Uh, I think, actually, that's the biggest problem with DR Savage is its reward structure. It is very, very poor. Uh, it's, it's got worse reward structure than Daldessian does. Daldessian has sellable items. This doesn't have anything that's of value other than the Save the Princess minion, which no one gives a shit about. So. I wish you could make money mm-hmm. by raiding in this game. You can just coach, right? <laughs> That's called a callback, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Happy. End, end the podcast. Quick. <laughs> we're almost at that time. <laughs> we're, we're, getting, we're getting pretty close to that one. All right. Well, well, I would have loved to have spent a little more time talking about this. Um, I know you have Nest 3 clears in an hour, and you probably want a little bit of time. Before, uh, before you get into that, because you also had Gordius earlier. So before we wrap up real quick, you're going through Gordius right now. You're doing it. Yes. Seven people are blind. Oh, boy. Seven out of eight blind. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. Twitch doesn't like blind. Seven out of eight of you are doing Mystery Prog. All right. Mystery Prog. Fresh. Fresh. There you go. Fresh, Fresh. mystery. There you mm-hmm. go. Unguided. Unguided. There you go. Um, and then... Pharaoh is the is, is Pharaoh's Pharaoh's the one who knows, right? Yeah, he's the one whose Pepe laugh muted Mike just giggling. I've heard at us his the whole Pepe time. laugh before, so I know exactly what that that sounds like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. <laughs> I that's really more like the witch from Banjo Kazooie, but yeah, well, yeah, that's definitely What's the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, we'll go with that. How has that been? Because that's I I, I prog Gordius okay, so, on content so as the slot. My dumbass thought it would be a fun idea to do this right the unguided <laughs> heavens ward raids. I also was like, let's double down. I'm gonna heal for the first time ever. This is my first healing experience in content above normal, and. It's, it's, I can't even say it's getting thrown in the deep end for learning. It's, it's getting thrown in the deep end and then held underwater and shaken. <laughs> it's, it's real tough, but man, is it fun. It, they, they don't make them like they used to. I know what they mean now when they say that. They're so fun. Uh, until you have a fucked up idea of fun. Well, to be fair, I, A3 I is not nearly as much I torture now great. as it used to be, yeah. I mean, it's obviously not as hard. We're taking off accessories, and there's some rules where, like, if we mess something up, we have to wipe. For example, if we touch one of the bubbles in A3, we all wipe. Yeah, that's not lethal um, anymore, Sly. It does, like, two grand, damage-wise. Yeah. And, um... There's other rules that we haven't found yet, but there's, like, if we cheese a mechanic, Pharaoh will stop it, and then we have to wipe, and we can't do that anymore. We can't Healer LB3 or tank LB3 for uh, repeated, like, prog points. We can do it every once in a while, but, like, if we're relying on it, we can't do it. Um, it sounds like, it sounds like FF Logs challenges. It's, it's bootcamp for sure. We're trying to keep the experience as close to, uh, as it was on release as possible without it being impossible. Man, every time we talk about A3, there's a gift that I haven't been able to find in years. Of a Dark Knight, mm-hmm. I believe I remember who the Dark Knight was. They were in uh, Elysium, and they gap closed after a knockback during the hand phase, 
And the hand, without even doing the auto attack animation, killed him in one hit with a crit auto. And that's it from full HP. And so he just he does the lunge, he does he does the, the, the front flip in, falls over dead. I haven't been able to find it in I just haven't been able to find it. And I and I hate that I can't find it because it's it's one of the best examples of what old A3 was like. One bad auto attack and the whole thing was over. Somebody mentioned not using certain jobs. We are doing that, except for Pharaoh. He's playing Samurai. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna make enough of a difference to yeah, yeah to to really no. make or break the experience. Yeah, I so I don't I look back on Gordius with one fond memory, and even that fond memory is super tainted because a a one and a two are kind of whatever. A two is okay to prog, but like I was in the Goblocker for some of it, and so mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, Sly uh, Sly is also historically not a fan of the Goblocker. I think he would. I actually I could say we. All seven of us hated A2S. Thank fucking God. It wasn't fun. <laughs> it was it fun. Was it was fun week one, way back when. Uh, well, only because it, it's... So I like to compare it a lot. Turn four was fun week one, all the way going back to Coil. Turn four was a, lot, a pretty good experience when there's a lot of pressure on ad killing ads in time and what ads you'll still have alive going into a, another phase and where the tanks will be and... The Gobwalker management, which for us was a scholar for most of the waves. I took over for the last two waves, essentially. Um, there was a lot to do because we essentially had to learn to solo heal the fight, is what ended up happening uh, during Prague. And it led to it being a decent bit interesting. With any amount of gear, it became the worst thing to have to do every week. It was like, please just get me the fuck through this. There's nothing I want to... I don't want to do this ever. Please, just kill me. I don't... Well, actually, you die. I don't want to die. I want loot. So, that's that was it. A three though is both the best and worst experience I've ever had in this game. I so, bet, man, it was hard. Yeah, we um, we were so we were world sixth for that. We beat it before you could get tombstone weapons. That was our goal was to beat it before tombstone weapons were purchasable. The Saturday before, we would have been world third if we had killed it that day. The boss was at, it was at such a low value of health, ACT wouldn't tell us the number anymore. And two people died to one mechanic, and we we wiped. Oh, no. And we didn't clear it until an hour before maintenance on Monday. And that was by far the worst two days of my life in this game. (laughs) (laughs) I, I've never, I've never, like, for, I just remember our Dragoon literally saying, fuck you guys, I'm leaving, like, that Saturday, like, after that wow. life happened. And then we didn't go back in for another hour, because he just had to... <sighs> I can see how it'd be rage-inducing. It's... I don't want to say it was harder, it was just, you had to pay more attention, I think. It was, you had to be more focused, because a lot of shit's just untelegraphed. And healing... Is so much harder back then than it was now. Doesn't help so, that a lot of the mechanics ask people to be in bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, that's especially why I noted earlier that the arenas are so big back in those raids. Yep. It feels like. Because everybody's across the goddamn Narnia. Yeah. And man, would I love to talk about A4, but I will refrain because. You can talk about up to Nisi. That's not the part I want to talk about. <laughs> 
You want you want to know what my strategy was this morning to because <laughs> we were like, why is the boss only at eighty nine percent? We've destroyed three of the legs. What's going on? We're not going to have any more legs. And then I was like, wait a second, guys. You know the song forward and backward and forward and back. What if we need to do the four legs and then the hind legs to give it like a Volm stack so we can do enough damage to kill it? <laughs> and we fucking tried that. That's where we're at, Happy. So, let me uh-huh. let me tell you, um, you're going to wish it was that simple. Man, I already do. Yeah. I heard there was a pretty funny yeah. quarantine wipe today. People just all dead in quarantine. Yes, we had seven people dead in quarantine. Jesus How Christ. the fuck did you even stay alive long enough to get seven people into quarantine? Fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, though. Okay. Yeah. I'll at least I'll at least tell you that after you get past this, however long that takes, one is one of the best raid tiers this game has ever produced will follow, even in its semi-nerfed state. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I am being told so many times and it feels like a rite of passage and I'm glad I'm not spoiled on it yet, so I'm I'm glad I get to do it. Yeah. With seven other people. Yeah. That'll be a good time. I Four promise six. you there's a prize at the end of this manipulator shithole. That you haven't even it's 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 like you found it's like you found the septic tank, but you think it has gold in it right now and you don't realize that it's it's full of shit. And that's where you're gonna be at <laughs> pretty soon. Nice. Manipulator is one giant septic tank of garbage uh, and shit. So it's it's also teaching me so much more about tanking and healing, which I don't you I think you knew this, but like even in five two, like I only knew how to play Dragoon. Like Yeah. That's it. If listen, if, if I somebody didn't, if I didn't me, know before then, I would have known after raiding with the team. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I've been I've been the DPS who never plays healer before, like going into a raid tier and just being like, I don't fucking understand. What They'd be like, I need a fucking ED sucker deployed fucking adlo, and I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you saying, bro? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Who I've cares? Been I've been that guy, so I know I know what that what it sounds like to be the person who just doesn't know. Yeah. And then when you are the person who knows, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, why are we dying? <laughs> I don't get it. You just need to heal there. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm getting it now. So I, I'm seeing all aspects of the game finally, which is great. It's one of the healthiest things. By the way, also, if you're doing the party finder, try every roll because trust me, do it. Your experience will improve drastically if you see. It's fun. Yeah, you'll understand the value of things like bloodbath, mantra, second wind, and pretty much anything that can help someone who's not you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had I had some I had Keo thank me one week for using uh, bloodbath on cooldown. He's like, thank you. He like looked at his ACT log. He's like, "Thank you." Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have no idea. That's like a tetra that's saved somewhere. I always, I always thought it was a joke when people would be like, "Get in a bubble." It's like, no, you don't really need me in there. But like, yes, we really need you in there. Oh my god, please get in the fucking bubble. Yeah, yeah, that's asylum soils, pretty much. especially if it's soil. If it's not in soil, they're really a dickhead. That's like extra yeah. dickish. Okay, well, I'd love to stay in chat, gentlemen, but uh, there's some nest clears that need doing some reclears. Oh no, you're on E12 today, aren't you? For nest, uh, I think we're skipping to 11 and then doing that and then 12. 12. Okay, yeah. 
Okay. Well, with that, we're on advance, so hopefully oh, yeah. today. So, so you've won. Smile. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that was another callback to the light rampant joke. A the podcast. Podcast. Okay. So thanks for joining us. Whoops, it was a good conversation. Yes. Thanks for having me on. It was really fun. Let me know if you ever want me back. Maybe. Okay. I'm I'm down. Yeah. Okay. We definitely will. We 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 try to we try to bring a, a few different people on. We have a lot of repeat guests. It's good to have somebody we haven't had on before. You know, it's a good time. Yeah. Good conversation. And you're easy to set up for because you just give me a picture. I love that. Hey. That's the best kind of setup for State of the Realm. Yes, sir. Even though I was kind of, I was kind of looking forward to the hand cam a little bit. Yeah, he yeah, gave I mean, us the option. Ready. Of, he gave us the option of hand cam, cat cam, or picture. And then when I I named picture as the third option, he went, "Oh, let's just do that." <laughs> and now everyone's like, "But we could have had hands." Yeah, yeah or my cat. No, they wanted hands. They definitely wanted hands. Okay. On that note, we're gonna move on. Anyway. Thanks for joining us. Uh, before we do our sign-off, thanks again to our sponsors, Steel Series, and of course, our sponsors over on Patreon, our Patrons of Darkness, Kuja Cross on Genova and Kernaioni, who have gone above and beyond on the platform. Thank you to all of them, because uh, this show is a mess most of the time, so <laughs> there. It blows <laughs> my fucking mess. mind. This show is an absolute fucking mess. But uh, you know what? New... new New expansion, maybe, maybe new, maybe new time to, to upgrade everything, including show and and uh, thanks. Anyway, whoops! Thanks again for joining us. Once you uh, tell Thank them you. where they can find you at, what you're doing, what you're up to, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm raiding like 30 hours a week on Twitch.tv/whoops. Uh, just tune in sometime. I'll probably be live. You doing anything else? Occasionally. I play other stuff. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Not really, man. My life is Final Fantasy at the moment. And if I talk about the funny Arrow game, then they're going to come to your channel and they'll harass you about it too. DDR? No. We don't don't speak of the accursed game right now. (laughs) Okay, well now I'm going to look it up, so... Maybe I won't. Don't look at my YouTube. <laughs> I'm looking, oh, I'm looking at your, I'm going there right now. Oh, I, now I'm looking yeah, at the YouTube. That's absolutely. I'm, I'm a, no. don't, I'm a, don't tell me not to stand on the grass. Happy they're gonna get you too. But what if I want them to get me? You don't. <laughs> you don't know that. Uh, pantsless raiding rhythm game veteran. Oh, actually, I know this game. Uh, my girlfriend sent me this, uh, like a video of this game. He's gone, Chet. <laughs> I mean, I, I play DDR competitively, so I always take to rhythm games. I don't anymore. Happy, so. Do a Friday Night Funkin' stream. Oh, funk. Okay. That's... All right. We Funkin'. That's that's not a good name for a game. <laughs> that's a little too close to something that's far worse. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to watch that. And then uh, we'll see where it goes from there. So uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Uh, so, Sly, what are, what are you up to? Are you funkin'? Because I think you are. Muted. That's not funky. Thank you. That's not funky. Uh, I'm still watching this video. God damn it! God damn it! Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, man. 
But yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv slash sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. Uh, I will be funkin' tomorrow, tomorrow night, because it is first Saturday. Um, so the FC House on Primal will be open on Behemoth, uh, for Station WSLY first Saturday. Uh, other than that, yeah, just been doing, um, title update 2.0 on Monster Hunter. And apparently, uh, Mario Party got an update. And so sure people are did. asking me, Sly, when are we killing each other? Soon. I have the game. I am ready. Just know we will not be friends if we play that game. During. After we'll be cool. Shit. During the game, we are not friends. We are enemies. You willingly came into this murder game. There is no friendship in Mario Party. Just know this. Thank Facts. you for your time. Don't forget to buy a Mura plushie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Where can they find you? What are you doing? But before I say that, whoops, you know what was funny? I kind of had a feeling I knew what you were gonna what the answer was gonna be, because when I go to uh YouTube and type whoops, the first thing that fills in is F and F. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah. videos are fucking huge. Yeah, and I wish. Final Fantasy videos were that big. <laughs> because you know what the problem is? Is I play that game for an hour a week. That happens, and then I stream for 40 hours a week playing Final Fantasy the entire week. Bro, I might... And then... I, I just like rhythm... I wish I was... I wish I could, was into rhythm games as much as I used to be. I, I used to be competitive. I used to play competitive. Wait, man, let me know. Tournaments. If you, if you, if you want to get into any of them, man... I bought the DJ Max Steam game like a month ago and I just didn't make Did I ever tell you what? the reason Pharaoh invited me to the static wasn't because of my Final Fantasy gameplay. Okay. He invited me because I was good at Beat Saber. And that he translates. said it takes dedication to grind a game and, and learn and stuff. There's some better explanation, but that was <laughs> Worked out. Worked out. Yeah. Always makes me want to do it. We'll see. I got I got a lot of stuff on my plate, quite literally, because I've been cooking. Anyway, that's that's where... Oh, my God. Yeah. Your Twitter food pictures are so good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I've been up to. I'm Mr. Happy. I've, I've uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. My Instagram is pretty active right now because I've been posting a lot of food. I had somebody ask, did you quit 14 and start cooking? I was like, no. I just... <laughs> Posting <laughs> pictures on my Instagram of 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 cooking. That's 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 all. I'm oh doing. my God! There's a did Haps quit something meme now? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, Sly's very familiar with that one. He plays Shin Megami Tensei for three four days, Monster Hunter three four days. I was like, did you quit, dude? I could finish. I could be done playing fourteen like ten minutes before I start playing a different game. So like, yeah, did you quit fourteen? You're like, listen, did they weren't quit? here. I get it. They weren't here for the last four or five hours. So classic. Yeah. Classic. That's that's it. I'm sure you play that game for an hour, and then people go, "Oh, you just quit 14." Zeph gets it all the yeah. time. Yeah, I see Zeph get it all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what I'm up to right now. A lot of cooking. That's been my that's been my stress relief hobby. And uh, we got Fan Fest two weeks to the day of recording Woo! this on Friday. Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be a fun time, as people have no doubt noticed on the website. Uh, it has been revealed that some of us are participating in a little game show thing that I won't go into detail about, but uh, 
Man, I sure do love looking dumb in two places instead of one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't, don't want you to smile and laugh at that, Sly. Now all of a sudden you're Mr. Genius over here. All right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. All right. With that, though, thanks for joining. And we'll go into a short post show so whoops can get going. And uh, we'll see you next week for whatever that show I decide to be. I have a few ideas, Sly. I'll bounce them off you after this. Okay, dog. Sounds good. Okay, dog. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Have a great weekend.